What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you. But real quick, you know what time it is. Time for a word from our sponsors. Those fine folks that bring you me and this podcast every fucking week. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the video versions of this podcast. That's right. You can experience the madness in full HD ad-free on Vimeo every fucking week. $6 a month. Get you all 77 episodes unlimited streaming. Watch them as much as you want. Or if you like one particular episode over another, 99 cents will get you that episode to watch as many times as you like. Boom. So check that out today at www.anwd.net slash videos. Once again, that's www.anwd.net slash videos. We are also brought to you this week by the Twitch stream. That's right, guys. You Laugh We Die is in full swing. I stream on Twitch every Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Come hang out and play some games with me. Hang out in the chat. It's a lot of fun. Sunday, we do adventure games. Monday's and Monday Night Fort. Wednesday, we do some strategy games. And Thursdays, we get crazy with some Among Us. So check that out today at twitch.tv slash Slayer. Once again, that's twitch.tv slash Slayer. Did I tell you guys? We also have a merch store. We have a combined And Now We Drink and You Laugh We Die merch store at anwd.net slash merch. Check that out. There's some funny stuff for You Laugh, We Die. There's some, and now we drink merch. I'm always expanding on it. So check that out today. Our final sponsor this week is Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club, the best damn record of the month club. In fact, every month, Vinyl Me Please has one record that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. It has things like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants, and comes packaged with a 12 by 12 album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing recipe. That's right, drinking buddies. Rad vinyl, new art, and some new ways to wet your whistle. You can't beat that shit. So get some new vinyl today. Oh, I almost forgot to mention. Vinyl Me Please isn't like Record of the Month Clubs of old. It's month to month, no strings attached, cancel anytime. Sign up for Vinyl Me Please today at www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. My guest this week, returning for a record fourth appearance. Jesus, fuck. Why do I keep doing Why does she keep doing this? Kate Kennedy's back, everybody. My friend Kate, rolling through for an in-person podcast. My neighbor, my homie. As always, me and Kate have a good time just drinking and bullshitting. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy drinking, buddies. Everyone's here for the cinematography as I just clip <laughs> immediately. Everyone's here for the Matt Slayer cinematography. They're like, oh, Matt, we're here for your amazing filmmaking, not like anything your guests have to say. Yeah, hey, man, there's not a lot coming out this year. I think you got a chance at an Oscar. Or definitely an ABN. Oh, for sure. That's also going to be virtual this year. Thank fucking God. I don't want to fucking stand. No more red carpets. I told them to nominate other people. <laughs> Give it to someone that deserves it. I just want to win my best non-sex performance. I want to win. Dude, that's an awesome award to win. That would be really cool. I've never won. I was nominated twice. Never won. 
Um, which is fine. Honestly, both times I felt like that was fair. So, yeah. I was just really kind of butthurt. And like, it's how I'll say that the avians are not rigged. I literally live with someone who votes on them and did not win. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wait, I didn't know you were nominated for that. Oh, Best on Sex Performance in 2018. That's oh, yeah. so funny. I did not know that. Oh, you did not know that I went on stage and bombed in front of the whole industry? You went on uh, in 2018? When we won Best Comedy, I went on That's stage. So funny. I went in 2018, too. I didn't stay for the show. Oh, I never stay for the show if I can avoid it. I had to stay this time because my the last in like 2020, because uh, my award that I was nominated for was like one of the last ones, and they don't tell you beforehand if it's one where you're going to get up on stage or not. <laughs> so like I didn't know, and I was like, all right, if I'm not here, and like I like I'm a dick, so I have to fucking sit through this, and I was just sitting, and I'm like, oh my god, because there's always it's like always packed. It's fun at first. The first, I mean, that's true of all award shows though. The first one, there's like the the comedian and the music act and the and then it's fun. And then after a while, you've just been sitting there for like four hours. You're not really drunk anymore. Your feet hurt. It took three hours of like standing in the Hard Rock Casino to get here. And you're just like, I want a fucking... Every time I've left there, I've been like, I want a fucking milkshake and I want to put sweatpants on. Do you go do that at least? That's exactly what I do afterwards. <laughs> I go down to Lucky's and I put on sweatpants and I get like a boozy milkshake and a cheeseburger. Nice. Yeah, dude. Every year. Fuck yeah. I am going to miss that. In my 10 years of going to ABN, or eight or nine, I didn't go full 10. I would have been 10 this year. In the eight or nine years I went to ABN, the only year I ever went to the award show was the year I was nominated. Yeah, dude. No one wants it. Like, people don't sit through it. Like, I went to the Pornhub Awards the first year and fucking, like, not even 20 minutes in, the auditorium was at the Mayan and it's fucking empty as shit. Like, everyone left. It was so funny. Like people can't, you can't like, you can't keep porn performers in a room like that and have them like, it's like herding cats. Well, yeah. And that's why when they do ABN, like there's the front row section for people that want to be seen on camera on Showtime. Yep. And then there's everyone else that they don't give a fuck if they stay or not. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And that was the other thing too, is I was in the front part of it. So I was like, I can't fucking leave this year. God damn it. The first year I went as a performer in 2019, I didn't even... I got in there and they had over ticketed like the front area where performers were supposed to sit. So there wouldn't have chairs and it became really fucking up. Like, dude, my friends and I are like my friend Liv and I are sitting on a chair. Like we each have half of our ass on a chair and it was, um, who was fucking performing? That was Cardi B that year. Cardi right? B. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not a big Cardi B fan. Like I'm not, I'm not a big like rap fan anyways. So like, unless it's Eminem, I'm, I'm not going to show up for this. And, um, <laughs> really like Eminem and uh so like it became really obvious to me within the first like 45 seconds where I was just like I don't want to be here and there's clearly a lot of people that want to have this seat so I just looked to live and I was like I'm gonna go have a good time and I just left I didn't even wait for like the curtain to come up and I knew I wasn't gonna win and also my award that I was nominated for that like, that year was the very last one and I was it was most outrageous sex scene and I was like I know I'm not gonna win I was correct Tommy Pistol won of course. If, he fucked if, a couch. If Tommy Pistol's nominated for that award, he wins it. He was nominated for that award like three times. It was literally in like three movies with Tommy Pistol and the one that I did. <laughs> Somehow not with Tommy Pistol. No, it was a DP with two AVN trophies on this girl. But it wasn't me. I was like, I, it was a non, I mean, kind of a non-sex performance. I didn't even take my clothes off. Like we were just fucking this girl with the trophies. It was really hard. It was like my, maybe my second week in LA. I was sleeping on an air mattress. 
And my agent called and was like, do you want this last minute thing? And by the way, like it's a little hardcore. And I was like, yes, it was I $300. It was like nothing. Those things are heavier than you'd think they They're are. They're so heavy. It was really nerve wracking. Um, Cause I was not used to that. I still get nervous. Like I, I got, I actually won an award for like best fister this year. And I was shocked because I still get so nervous putting anything in anyone's body. Like I just, I'm like so sure that I'm going to fuck this up. Um, I can fist my own ass all day long, do it to someone else. And I'm just like, like the entire scene that I was even that I won that for. Like, I remember that it was for kink and I was just like fucking my heart was like, palpitating. I was like, is this okay? Is this okay? This feels good, right? This feels good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's up? Not much. I'm just, you know, a- Apparently, we turned into a fucking vivid fucking show where you're Apparently. just, just going to have Sorry. sex noises on air. I know. My brain is running. I'm like running on like comedy brain right now. And so I'm just it's it's almost like I, I think you probably understand this, too, because you stream live all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> where it's just like a monologue thing for like because you have to keep you're like connecting things in your head. So you can keep jumping from like topic to topic and tell like the story. Nope. You don't do this? Oh, no. I just swear at fucking children that are shooting me in games. Okay, yeah. I don't have, like, the convenience of doing a game. I was trying to explain that to someone the other day because I do these really long, like, simulcast streams where I'm on Instagram live and on OnlyFans live. And the camera angle set up so that you can see my tits if you subscribe to OnlyFans. But you can still watch the show if you don't. On Instagram, it's just censored. I know. I popped in to harass you a bit. It's a good format. I like it as a format for a show. I've been playing around with it because it's quarantine. We have like tons. I mean, it's kind of quarantine. Whatever. The clubs aren't open. <laughs> it's kind of quarantine as we do an in-person an podcast. I need an outlet. So like I have been playing with that. And I was trying to explain it to someone the other day where I was like, when you're just trying to do a live show alone for 45 minutes and there's no real structure, you're just like grasping for things. It's a very weird. I don't think it's necessarily bad for your brain. I feel like comedy wise, it's actually probably pretty good for me. Oh, it definitely is. Because essentially the hearts and like smiley face emojis are the equivalent to audience fucking applause or laughter. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's fun when they participate and you can do, I it's a, it's almost kind of a nice environment for me at least to like work out crowd working. Cause I haven't gotten a lot of opportunities. Like I just haven't done a lot of shows where crowd work was even really an option to do. Kate's saying people don't come to her shows. Anyone that has performed at the comedy store knows this, especially in the belly room, the light is directly on you. And you can't see it. You can kind of see the front row. That's about it. And that's where I started going up. And that's where like most of my shows have been. And then I would go to open mics. It's very hard to do crowd work at open mics because it's all comics. They're going to give you shitty. It's it's hard to gauge whether or not that's going to work. So for me, it's kind of fun because these are regular people that are obviously already interested in what I have to say or my comedy or whatever. Um, and I can see whether or not they or what kinds of questions they pose for me. I don't know. I feel like it lets me get like a good pulse on who my audience is. It's fun. It's good times. It was fun. I mean, I popped in just because I was on the toilet and bored. That's my key demographic. It's like that and married guys. Oh, shit. I just got to get a wife and then get on the toilet. I'm just like right in your sweet spot. My entire dude. I looked at this actually the other day and I don't know if there's like I can't actually get like an, an analytic number on this, but my like entire Instagram following is like married dudes. Like openly married, like their profile picture is them and their wife, like at their wedding. I have so many DMs of these guys at their, like their picture is them at their wedding. And they're not like aggressively sexual. 
they're just like, hey, what's up? I think you're really cool. And I'm like, that's do you see a problem with this? Do you? I mean, do you see like I, I'm I'm not gonna answer. I'm not gonna incur the wrath of Caitlin or Becky or whatever the fuck. <laughs> whatever the fuck those pretty blonde girls and that have southern weddings with their cowboy boots under their lace dress and their cupcake towers and their I mean the proper response to any of these <laughs> dudes is signs. do you have a joint bank account? If they say no, proceed. That's true. I don't answer a lot of I'm I'm picky about which I, I will answer. I'm more likely to answer DMs on Instagram. But like a lot of times the, the DMs I get are just like they're either really generic questions where it's like I've answered this on a thousand podcasts. Like you could lit- you can literally Google what does Kate Kennedy have to say about X, Y, Z. What does Kate Kennedy fine. have to say about dolphin penis? <laughs> is that one on podcast? That one is not on podcast. It's dolphin for uh, Stick it in. <laughs> Great. This is going to be what they play at my funeral. They're like, Kate Kennedy fucks dolphins. You know, when they talk about like how Bert fucks dogs. <laughs> Kate Kennedy fucks dolphins. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I'm not a dolphin, been... Kate. I'm not a dolphin. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've only seen a dolphin like one time. But it was magical, apparently. No, I was in Hawaii and we were out on this catamaran and the, the ocean was really rough and I'm afraid of sharks. And I was so sure the entire, like I was trying to play it cool because I was like 18. Like I was way too old to be afraid of this. And... Uh, <laughs> I was with my family and we're doing this like fucking coastal tour of Kauai on this catamaran and the whole time in my head I'm just like sharks 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 like the, the it was a very nerve-wracking trip for me I tried to go snorkeling like one time and I put my head under the water and you know what I realized is that you can't hear underwater I had never really like connected those things but that means that you can't hear something sneaking up on you correct sharks are silent killers they're silent deadly I just think, I don't think we should kill the sharks. I just think we should leave the sharks. Fuck alone, man. We don't belong down there. We can't breathe down there. Fair enough. My whole bit on sharks. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. I once went to, tried to go shark diving in fucking Australia. That's my worst nightmare. I don't understand why anyone would do that. Oh, I found out that I don't like diving. Yeah, no, dude, it's terrible. I fucking hate it. I hate the like, open water under me. Oh my God. Like I, that's like. This was a fucking controlled environment. This was at an aquarium. <laughs> thought this was gonna be like 47 meters down <laughs> and then you were at an aquarium yeah it's a controlled shark tank in a, an aquarium <laughs> i'm mad enough to own it oh my god that's hilarious yeah, why oh, didn't you go then oh, you, you I, didn't I, like diving no i tried to go i got underwater and went nope yeah dude i don't i don't like it one little bit i like swimming i love swimming in like swimming pools it was just one of those things. Like the sharks yeah. didn't bother me. The claustro- like I'm not a claustrophobic person. It's very claustrophobic. But all of a sudden, like I got under the water and like I've had sinus problems my whole fucking life. You mm-hmm. know, hashtag Jewish. And you know when you got to um, when you're actually diving, diving as you go down, you have to balance, do something with the pressure. You have to clear your nose. Yeah. And I try to do it. And I'm like I'm not clearing. And then I start getting in my head. And I'm like I'm still in the fucking like tank. <laughs> Like, I haven't even swam out to the main tank yet. Dude. I'm just like, nope, nope, this, this this isn't for me. No, yeah, that's exactly what I felt when I was snoring. Like, I put my head under water. I was like, not for me. I ain't about it. Like, I don't like it. It's, no, mm-mm, not one little bit. But yeah, I, I spent yeah. money to go shark diving when I went to Australia by myself because I'm like, this will be awesome. And then I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I will <laughs> jump out of a plane again in a heartbeat. 
Dude, I follow like the Nautilus, I think it's called on Twitter, which is like a undersea like exploration vehicle. And it scares the shit out of me. Like I'm so scared of deep ocean water. And uh, I still follow it just like because I'm a masochist, like torture myself. Like I'm also in like all of the reddits for serial killers and I'll read that all night and it doesn't bother me one little bit. But dude, like I see a fucking octopus or some shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, to be fair, the octopus is probably smarter than you. Honestly, yeah, dude, they're intelligent as shit. When I was a little kid, we used to go to this aquarium in Dallas and they had an, uh, or no, it was in, it was in Colorado. We already live in Colorado and they had an octopus. I remember the octopus was from Canada. It was said on the sign because my dad is Canadian. So he like brought it up every time we'd be like, you know, it's Canadian. And I was fucking, I don't even know that we went that many times. We must have gone like three or four times, maybe. And it stands out. I was so fucking afraid of that octopus because normally it would be like in the back of its tank in this kind of like tree stump thing. And then sometimes it would come out and like one time, I guess it moved really fast. Like, oh, dude, I wouldn't walk near it. I would like grab my dad's arm and be like, don't look at it. It wanted to look at me. I don't want it to look at me. I still remember being so fucking scared. And then I went back when I was older and I was like, fuck yeah, octopus. Fucking boss now. Not afraid of no octopus. That motherfucker could escape at will. It probably could do. It was a huge, maybe, I mean, I was very small, so I'm probably remembering it as being much larger than it was, but I just remember it being this enormous. You're still not a large person, so. I'm still not, no. I haven't grown that much since this story happened, if we're being perfectly honest. (laughs) I'm sure pretty sure it could still escond you and run away. Thank you so much. That really helps with my nightmares. I appreciate it. It's okay. This is why we live inland. Fuck, fuck living in the beach. Dude, I mean, I would. I was just down in Venice the other day. I love going. I've been to. I went down to Venice a lot this summer, um, which was really nice. I'm sorry. I like Venice. Did you get a new it's homeless like boyfriend? Sh- it's like shitty Disneyland. It's awesome. With a lot more drugs and. Yeah, that's the parts that I like, dude. <laughs> Nobody's fucking sweeping the streets in Venice. <laughs> um, speaking of which. Uh, Street sweeping resumes in Hollywood October 15th, in case anyone is uh, wondering. I, got, I, wasn't. I got a warning the other day. You have a car? Yeah, I do. I mostly use it for work. I, I got it when I was in Colorado and I moved here in it. And I like I just have a really good deal on it. I don't drive at night. I don't see so good at night anymore. Um, and also, I, I like whenever I go out, because I am so small, if I have one drink, like even if I have one beer, technically, I've actually tested this out. I have to wait like two hours to be able to drive. Wow. Yeah, it really sucks. So I like very much rely on like Lyft and Uber to get around at night here in LA because if you know everyone goes out and like I'm I am kind of jealous of my guy friends that will go out and have two or three drinks and they're totally fine and can drive home. I know nothing about that. Nothing. <laughs> no, I mean they're under the legal limit. It's safe. I'm not like I they drive me home. I wouldn't get in a car with someone who's obviously bombed. I mean I have, but like who hasn't? <laughs> who hasn't? <laughs> Seriously, who has? Sometimes you just don't want to be stuck on the side of Sunset Boulevard at 2.45 in the morning, you know? Sometimes you don't realize until it's too late. You're already in the car. You're like, oh, fuck, this guy's drunk. Oh, dude. Yeah, dude. That's the worst. That's the worst. Drunk driving. So fun. <laughs> what a lighthearted topic. Hey, no one died yet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None of our... Do I have any friends that have I don't think so. There was a guy I went to high school with that fell asleep while he was driving and he he was like coming home from practice really late and he like wrapped his CRV like around a telephone pole. Like it was amazing that he survived. Well, that's the fucked up part about like 
drinking and driving and people fall asleep at the wheel. Yeah. Those motherfuckers generally survive because they just fucking limp when the impact happens. Yeah, dude, my <laughs> my uncle, because my dad grew up in like rural Canada. And uh, so he and his brother were very like Dukes of Hazard for a while there in the 70s. They like, lived on a farm and shit. And also, like, I feel like this is more excusable because they lived on a fucking farm. There's no so, pedestrians. There's not even traffic. I, I just got to ask real quick. So, like, does Letterkenny make your father oh homesick? God, dude, I fucking love Letterkenny. And I tried to get him on it because it is so his kind of humor. It, that, I mean, that's exactly that's what their house looked like. It is exactly like where my dad grew up. Um, it's set near the actual like where it's set, where it's filmed is very close where my dad grew up. And uh, he doesn't really get it. I think because it's a little gross. I have gotten them watching Shit's Creek, uh, which I think they like. They got. They took a while to get them into it. I was like, you got to stick with it. But they've been watching it together. It's really cute. They like call me. They love Moira. <laughs> it's so fun. Rich white people love Moira. Dude, they do. They, they love do. her. They love her. Um, <laughs> that show's great, dude. I watched that entire show in like half of a week. Like I literally, I just like blitzed through it i've been watching a ton of tv lately it's quarantine man i totally get it dude there's yeah there's just not that much else to like fucking to do also like i trick myself into being like well it's kind of like research if you want to work on sitcoms and shit like i don't even know that i want to work on sitcoms dude fucking i have like so many fucking like projects in development i'm just like we'll get to it oh my god kate what all do you have in development like a bunch i'm not gonna talk about them all publicly they're ideas i haven't sold them yet Oh, then it's not really in production. They're like pitch ideas. No, they're like pitch ideas that are like we're working on like they're the idea is in production. Like we're working on the pitch. We're working on the like. They're in production in here. Yeah. Okay. So I like this is probably because because I like do so many different things. Like I'll have like stages of projects that I'm doing like the podcast. Like when I was doing the podcast, which is kind of on hiatus right now. But like when I started doing it, um, I had like I was recording. I recorded like a bunch of episodes. I got it all set up like like I was in production on the idea. We were working on getting it too. And I say we like it wasn't just me, but hey, dudes out there, if you hate Kate Kennedy, please come on my podcast. I've run out. Dude, I have the controversy factor of like fucking wheat toast is what I've discovered. Well, let's talk about drinking and driving and how much fun it is some more. And maybe yeah, some people maybe will hate more you. people will hate me. That's so fun. Yeah. I mean, I, but I actually don't. I'm actually terrified of drunk driving. I'm working on this. uh web series right now for some people so i've been like like acting in it like filming which is very different for me um because i don't actually think i'm a good actress but they disagree so that's nice um and uh it's about like aa and like in it my character like got pulled over for drunk driving and i was just like this is it's hard i mean acting's hard anyways because i don't think i'm good at it but i'm also just like i would never i have such it's my second fear behind sharks actually it's cool that we've hit on both of these in the first like 10 minutes because uh yeah it's my second biggest fear i have an enormous fear of getting a dui i'm terrified of it everyone i went to high school got a dui together like what were they no, driving i just remember it was like uh it was like a couple years after and i was hanging out with uh they, like they had already graduated and we had a big party and everyone got fucking hammered and we woke up the next morning and i remember them all standing it was like a big group of dudes that i was friends with in high school and they're all standing around the kitchen island looking at their phones trying to see who has to take a fucking piss test today <laughs> And I was like, this is the word. I don't want my future to look like this. Yeah, that sounds pretty fucking miserable. Yeah, it's just, and I like fear, I fear cops anyways. I have a fear of cops that I think like, and I don't know where it comes from. I've been terrified of them since I was a small child. Um, I'm very afraid of the police. Every time I see them, I'm just like, just see. 
Very pale. Hi. Please be nice. I don't know where it comes from. I have no idea. I don't know. No. The, I'm terrified. You've never been arrested? No. I've never been arrested. I got one speeding ticket one time when I was 18. That's it. Yeah. Never been pulled over. I've never been pulled over. Except how'd you get the one? I was about to say, how'd you get the one? That was the only time I've ever been pulled over. I've been in cars where we got pulled over. And that like terrified me. I got pulled over fucking, I was in, uh, I was in Utah. I was like 18, 19. I was 18. I, okay. So context the night before I was at a party and we were drinking and my friend texts me. He's like, Hey, do you want to go to Vegas? It's like midnight. I was like, yeah, I want to go to fucking Vegas this weekend. And so we're in Colorado. We're in Boulder. I get over to his house. There was a frat house. And it's like him and like four of our other buddies. And he's like, uh, we're trying to find so one of them sober so the sober guy's gonna drive one guy's like tripping mushrooms he runs into the room he's like do we need suits do we need suits for this i think we might need suits for this and the guy's like no we don't what does he think he's in fucking swingers i have no idea what's happening right now, right so like the rest of us are fucking wasted we pile like it's me and four dudes in like a bmw sedan so i have to sit bitch the entire way because they're all significantly larger than i am and uh we drove all night <laughs> And we went to Vegas. We didn't even get a hotel, dude. We were gross. We didn't shower. Um, they went in and they ended up winning. We, I, I couldn't go in. It was me and one other guy was like 20. And so we just kind of wandered around. We spent a bunch of time at New York, New York, because there was a junior cheerleading competition that weekend. So they were so busy trying to get nine-year-olds off the floor that like no one bothered me. <laughs> um, but they ended up winning $500 at like the Bellagio. And then we spent all of it at Little Darlings. And we had to split gas between all of our credit cards to get home in a snowstorm. We got stuck in fail. And I was late for sorority rush. And when I finally got back and I like ran, dude, I ran in, I like showered threw on something nice like fucking run down the sorority house and they're like why were you late and i was like well and i thought about it and i was like i think this is an awesome story and they'll like me more if i say that so i just said the truth and i did not get a bid i wonder why <laughs> like this chick just like ran away i was like i ran away to vegas i got back it's cool I have a bunch of stripper friends now. This is awesome. Dude, the strippers loved me. It was so fun because I was just sitting there with all these dudes and they're idiots. So they're spending all their money. And I was just sitting there really cute, like talking about where they get their shoes. That was when I knew I was like, I told I definitely want to be a stripper someday. And I did it. Did you buy your shoes in the same place? No, because I, I never. The only time I've danced in Vegas was as a feature. I never danced like just as a club dancer in Vegas. I only danced as a club dancer in Portland. I don't do my fucking my brand doesn't sell well outside of of Portland and like major cities where like people that know me can actually come like I do I was doing feature shows up until uh, COVID and it was great I fucking loved it I love featuring it's so fun Uh, it's just fucking sweetest gig ever man it's 15 minutes I've never left a feature grand with or a feature gig with less than like four grand it's 15 minutes it's fucking dope I know. Yeah. It's, it's the closest thing as a woman you can be to like being a drag queen. Cause you get to do like the, the big hair and these crazy costumes. I had to buy a bedazzler when I started doing it to like add extra sparkles. Oh, you have to. Yeah. No, they literally told me I had to like go meet with like a coach and like learn how to do it. Cause like feature dancing is like a different, I'm glad that they do it. Like my agent made me go do it. And uh, it was super helpful because you have to like tip out everyone a certain amount and you have to kind of know what it is. And like you really I mean, they fly you to the city and you just kind of like get picked up and have to go do it. They always pick you up in a limo and I always feel uncomfortable. So I always sit right up front next to the limo driver so I can talk to him because <laughs> I feel like a dick if I sit back. 
Like, I am not that famous, dude. Like I you will... could have sent a taxi. I would have been, been fine. Just call an Uber. Fuck. I know. No, I mean, it's really nice. I love that they do that. I love getting... Dude, it's so fun to ride in a giant empty limo by yourself. You feel so important. Like, you get to walk out. Like, I would be, like, in Manhattan and, like, staying like, the Upper East Side and, like, walk out of my hotel. And there's just, like, this big limo there to pick me up. And everyone, like, the clerks are looking at you like... Oh. Dude, it's, not, it's like one of the few times in my life I felt very important. <laughs> it was really fun. You're like, I'm fancy. I'm fancy. Look at this fancy yeah. shit. I mean, it was also a way to travel. The idea was that it was going to be a way to do like a free comedy tour, which would have been awesome because um, I would have just had them book my tickets a few days in advance, hit up every booker in every city I was going to and gotten a slot wherever. And that would have been like you know the the ability to get to do like a fucking comedy tour where you actually make money and you're like a second in your stand-up that would be so great that would, like i don't care if the, the comedy club pays me money but just to get to go work in other cities because that's huge especially if you're like trying to come up in la la is such a specific market that like it's i have so many jokes that i absolutely know would not work at all outside of la yeah you can't talk about the 101 anywhere else no you can't talk about the 101 can't talk about the 405 like you can kind of talk about the homeless but like if you do in another city they're just like oh it's a bad dude and we're like no you don't understand <laughs> yeah kate was telling me about you know a trans a homeless trans prostitute that uh tried yeah. to get in her uber with her on her way here yes she tried every single door i admired the gumption and the the commitment yeah I mean, it's kind of rude of you to make my other guest fucking walk. <laughs> it was only a couple of blocks away. I'm sure she'll get here soon. <laughs> Got to break out another mic for her. Dude, fucking. We're going to have that conflict on air. Be like, why the fuck did you leave me, Kate? Oh, my God. That would be so funny. That's a funny bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, my God. Comedy happens on this show occasionally. Dude, oh, my God. Every once in a while, I say things and I'm like, it's pretty funny okay and then i say a lot of things and i'm like oh my god why did you say that and i wake up the next i wake up the next morning and i'm like wow my god why did you say that and you're like why am i coming on this show for like the fourth fucking time dude i love coming on this show that's the other thing like i was i was telling someone about it today because i was on a phone call for another podcast and i was like yeah i gotta do one in a couple hours but it's like the same thing where i'm like you know you're my friend we live near each other and like i'm i'm a fucking podcast let i'll show up to anything plus that's really why she's here it's true i'm out of whiskey it was hilarious because when we were setting this up, she's like, so how are we doing this? I'm like, well, I've been doing them remote. She's like, oh, BYOB. I'm like, so. okay, do you want to come over? She's like, well, yeah, I just didn't want to say it. And I'm like, all right. No, that's not what I said. I said, any way you want to do this is cool, whatever you're comfortable with. And then you're like, are you, do you want to come over so you don't have to buy your alcohol? And I was like, yes. I am a young, struggling comedian in Los Angeles. And I appreciate your charity. Thank you. A lot of people have picked up my bar tabs this summer. No one's picked up mine. <laughs> no one has picked up mine. Yeah, I mean... Actually, that's a goddamn lie. People bought me alcohol on Twitch. Yeah, dude, there you go. See, yeah, I know people, uh, people have been really cool, especially like on Twitter. But I mean, it's hard Like, as I like going into this year, I wasn't planning on quitting porn. Like I was, but I wasn't planning on doing so, so abruptly. Um... Like I, I had it in my head this year, like I, last winter when things were, things were starting to like ramp up last winter and I like did my first show in Vegas and I was like, okay, like it was just taking it more and more of my time. And it was also becoming like this thing where, I mean, I knew I wanted to do it the second I got off stage, but it was becoming more and more viable. And then like OnlyFans was becoming really viable. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, I'm actually making money at my own content. 
that I can do on the side and and I'll just phase out porn this year. Like I'll just start being a little pickier about who I work with. And then eventually, and like I I told my agent all of this too. I was like, you know, I'm just going to like start winding it down. I'm doing this other thing. And he was really supportive and it was great. So I like signed to do feature dancing, which is what a lot of girls that don't really shoot anymore do. So I was like, cool, I'll do a few porn scenes a month, a, a feature gig, one or two a month, plus OnlyFans. I'll be in a really nice financial situation this year. And then COVID. And I've just been living off of OnlyFans, which, and I've been incredibly lucky to have it. But I know no one's paying for my butthole. <laughs> not a one. I, I know. It's great. I mean, it's, it's really great, but it's not like it fluctuates it's stressful you're not like I'm, I'm missing those other two sources of income and also i'm like not really doing anything all day i'm like all right i got it so now i'm trying to figure out what's next with everything um i gotta get a day job of some kind but i can't get a day job because like the rest of the country's starting to open up i don't want to like pass up road gigs yeah it's big I, I have this conversation with my mom all the time she's like did you all apply at starbucks no, mom, I didn't. I didn't. I'm not going to lie. I didn't. Like, I'll drive for Postmates or some shit. But, like, I mean, I've been unemployed since I was, like, 23. I'm so fucking committed. I love not having a job. It's great. It is so much better than having a job. As long as you can get by. Yeah, as long as you can get by. Yeah, that's the problem I'm now running into. But, like, I always figure a way out of this. And also, like, I know people are, like, sex work is work. And it is, but it's not, like, a job. Well, but it requires a different skill set. It requires a different skill set. And I'm not even talking about, like, the sexual part of the skill set. I mean, to me, like, the way it it is a job, but it's a job where you have total control over your own schedule. um, Total control over what you do, when you do it, who you do it with. You know, like, it's just not, it doesn't hit for me, like, the quantifiers of, like, a job because that's not what make like that's what makes a job shitty is like hafting to you know and so i love getting to do that kind of but i think a lot of people are like that people that don't even do porn are like that that they just like gig work and they like being able to bounce around and take whatever opportunity comes i like it and i dislike it yeah i like it and i just like i wish i mean i wish there was more stability in my life a little a tad just a tad just a tad well, and also, I wish I was not dealing with some shitbag clients sometimes. I, you know, I just dropped a client. I talked this about this on the podcast that's coming out this week, but like I recently dropped a client because I was just like, you're trying to fuck me out of a $100 kill fee. I don't need this fucking gig. Oh, that's shitty. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, they tried to fuck me out of like, oh, no, no. We called you 45 minutes before the kill fee would have kicked in. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah like, fuck yourself. <laughs> Yeah, no, for real. That's yeah. I started to get, I started to get like that with porn a lot too, where I would just be like, hey, because for a while, you know, when you're trying to build up your career, it's like anything else to take any gig that comes up. And then when things were like going well, I started to kind of be like, okay, like I don't want to put up with this bullshit anymore. So like, I'm not like, I started to get a lot more bold about like, if I had a shoot that didn't go well for whatever reason, like letting my agent know and being like, yo, 86, not working for these people anymore. Don't, like, I know your money's green, but like, I don't, I don't want it. Juice ain't worth the squeeze. Yeah, it's no, it's not. Yeah. Like working with, especially in porn, dude, fucking like, you're, I mean, you're on set all day and like you're fucking that person. Like, I firmly believe like fucking someone that you don't actually like is a little traumatizing. I'll have to bring that up with my shrink because, man, I have a lot of trauma then. Yeah, dude, I have so much. Like, from it's not like porn's fault that I do. I often fuck people I don't like. I mostly fuck people I don't like. But, like, (laughs) 
Samesies. Yeah. Samesies. Or like fucking when you don't want to fuck too. You know, like, I don't know. That's a certain, I, maybe other people are better at compartmentalizing that. That could very much be the case. Cause I like don't want to perpetuate any kind of like victim narrative here. But like, for me, that was hard. It got hard where I was just like, I don't fucking, I'm not into you. I don't want to fucking do this. Like, I don't want to pretend, you know. Thankfully, usually I'm drunk when I'm making those decisions. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to be sober and born. It's kind of a big that's part a goddamn of it. lie. A big part of it. That's a goddamn lie. Yeah, I know we are supposed to be right. You're supposed to be. I like to obey the rules and keep a safe set for everyone because consent is very important. It is. It is. It is. It is. It definitely is. But it also, yeah. No one, not everyone's showing up to set sober. No, I mean, I was always, I always, I always showed up sober. I would smoke a little bit of weed if other people were, and there are like certain, very few anymore that will have alcohol. There was a couple that would like have beers after, and I would have a beer afterwards with the crew, and that was always really fun. Um, but generally speaking, it's like, it, I mean, if they catch you doing it too, there's like, they they might not hire you again you know yeah you don't want that kind of reputation for sure plus also like i mean i wouldn't want to do porn drunk honestly yeah that sounds fucking miserable yeah it sounds miserable <laughs> i once had to get really trashed on well not really trashed but i still had to drink a lot on a set because they needed empties for the fucking scene so <laughs> they had bought- to do that before <laughs> <laughs> so they bought a 12 and like i was the pa like matt get to work i'm like okay <laughs> i have to ask you who this was afterwards because I think I know who this was. Oh, I mean, you could probably guess. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm actually developing a sitcom pilot based on that crew right now because they're so funny. Okay, well, yeah, we'll confirm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been working on it for like a couple months with one of my friends. Um, that's one of the other. Yeah. Dude, it's just weird. It's a weird fucking year, man. Like, it really has been a year where you just kind of have to sit back and take stock of like, what am I doing? Where do I want to go? Like, what is it? I mean, I'm also 26, so I think that's just like a time in your life you do that a lot. Uh, but I know a lot of people like make career shifts or changes around like 26, 27. That's I like mean, a common thing. I mean, I definitely tried to. I yeah. was at 26. I was around the time I started my record label. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was still working my garbage day job, but I'm like, I hate this job. Yeah. I fucking hate this job. How? Okay. Well, what do I want to yeah. do with myself? Uh, I like watching live music. Well, how do I get paid watching live music? Start a record label. Yeah, exactly. You start to take stock of being like, okay, wait, what is it that I really... Because you've been out of, school, out of school for either a few or several years. And you really start to think about like, wait, what what the fuck? You've, you've experienced like the working world. I've definitely had a lot of experience there. <laughs> and uh, like in the world around you a little bit. And you kind of start to be like, wait a second. Like actually, what do I want? Like your early 20s are like over. And it's a re- been a really fun party. And you're like, all right, shit. Like, what do I, I actually want to do something that makes me happy? And I actually want, like, a career. What do I want it to look like? Well, for me, it was just like, I've been in the workforce since I was a teenager. Yeah, same. And by my mid to late 20s, it was like, collecting a paycheck isn't fucking enough. No. Like, at that point, I had a sports car. I had a condo. Like, I was well on my way to like yeah. the middle class dream. Like yeah. I own property. I have a sports car. You know, my I, sister just bought a condo. She's like two years younger than me. My dad was like, don't compare yourselves. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't gonna tell you said it. I am now. <laughs> yeah. And, but it was just like the middle class dream. Like I'm making up yeah. upper middle class money. Like I could stay at this job, like the job. I hate the job, but the job tolerates me. Yeah. I can't say that they liked me because 
I could never do that. I also never had like, I never had like a well-paying like day job or like professional job. Really. I had internships. I did a lot of internships in college. And then I had like a shitty secretary job when I graduated. So it was all like a get, um, it was like a real, I graduated in like a really tough job market. And, um, I just felt so stuck and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I just, I like had a moment. Um, I've been trying to like piece together cause there's been so many like adventures in the last like fucking five years that I've gone on like this weird little odyssey, but like I've been trying to piece it back together. And I remember like just having this kind of moment of being like, I can't do this forever. I hate this. Like I, I can't, I had a breakdown. I had a full on breakdown in the parking lot of a dungeon in Denver in like January it's like, freezing cold. Like this year or back then? No, back then. I, oh, was, like, I, was, I was 20. I would have been 22. And uh, so I'm like six months out of college. And I remember I just like, I was like crying, like saving my foot and like screaming at my boyfriend who had done nothing wrong. Like This was not his fault at all. And I was like, I can't fucking do this. Like I'm going to like, I cannot do this for 40 years. I will fucking die before I do this. I can't do this. And so... That was when I just started. I quit my job. I quit my job that night. I emailed them and I was like, I can't come in tomorrow. And I also kind of thought, I guess at the time, I didn't realize that everybody has a shitty job when they're 22 that they quit with no notice. I thought that was like the worst thing. I was really disappointed in myself and I didn't know what I was going to do. I got like another little temp job. And then that was when I got the job offer to go work at Insects in Portland and work in porn. And I kind of just committed myself to being like, you know what? I want to I wanted to be a writer from when I was really really young and I was like I need to have like a life that's worth writing about and talking about and I want good stories and so I just went on this little fucking trip of I moved to Oregon and I became a stripper I rode motorcycles in the desert I moved to LA I did porn I did stand up like I just had I wanted to go have all these adventures well that's what it's fucking about I mean yeah this, I don't regret it at all. You shouldn't. Yeah. No, I mean, I've had the best, dude. I've had the best fucking time in my 20s. If you end up living on my couch, don't regret any of this. Like, Thank you. I'm not going to actually let you live on my couch. That's but, really fair. You shouldn't. Squeegee's very messy and she snores. Uh, it's more than my roommate would lose his shit. <laughs> dude, you're going to have to clean so hardcore before he comes back. No, I just told him we're hiring someone when he gets back. Yeah, you definitely should do that. That's how you should handle that. I, I already did. Oh, good for you. <laughs> like, I lived with him long enough. It's yeah. preemptive. I weirdly thought about getting a job as like a house cleaner. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking about it the other day. I was like, I love cleaning. It's like really satisfying to me. Well, I know I would go in there and they'd be like, why do you want to? I probably wouldn't kay. get hired because they'd be like, why do you want to do this? Okay, we'll make a deal on air. You can do your laundry here as long as you clean the place. Dude, I totally will. I used to clean people's houses. We're shaking on this shit. Yeah. See it on camera? We got it. Got it. Oh, yeah. Kate's got to clean my house. Dude, I'm, I'm actually really, really good. I am extremely clean. Um, not right now. My place is a mess right now. But like when I clean, I mean, it is top to bottom. I'm very fucking anal about it. Yeah. Yeah. Bring your laundry over. You can do yeah. your laundry and clean the place. Be- yeah, dude. Happy to. Done. Deal. Yeah, Done. For sure. I'll even provide whiskey. I was going to say, I think you do have to sweeten this deal a little bit. Cause like just. No, you already. Laundry- gr- it only cost me like $15 at Launderwood to like do my laundry. So like. Hey. That poor homeless trans woman was going to do the whole apartment for 10. Yeah, but the quality of the work. I don't know. I haven't seen you clean my place yet. Yeah, but you what, oh, no, you haven't been to my Have you even been to my place? I, not your new place. Not my new place. You went to my old place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, but you went to my old place. Yeah. I mean, you could have just spruced it up for me. You took me home. <laughs> 
It's generally very clean. I don't know. Only a, it's not like I've ever gone to a group setting. It's always been you've dragged dragged me back there. Okay, so. fair. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to go out for drinks with Matt. I'm going to clean this apartment and impress him with my cooking and my cleaning. And I have done that with people before. No, you really did make me food too. I know I did. I do it with people all the time. I love having people over to make dinner. I'm like, I do it. It's so weird because guys interpret that as sexual all the time. You didn't, but like guys do it all the time where I'll be like, hey, do you want to come over for dinner? Especially right now because it's COVID and like you can't really fucking go out. Most things are closed. I took one date to the comedy store. That was a bad idea. She was cute, but like it didn't work out for unsurprising reasons. Mostly because when I walked her to her car and came back, everyone was standing at the front and was like, so how'd it go? How's that not work? Like, yeah, you guys could have been a little more subtle. Um, but uh, why, why were you afraid to show her off? Why were you? No, afraid? I wasn't. I was just embarrassed when I came back and there's like five dudes standing at the fucking like uh, patio being like, so how did it go? Kate, the proper response says like, you'd hit it too, wouldn't you? Right. I know. I had a fucking. Yeah, dude, that was what they said, too. It was so funny. I was like, I feel like I have 20 older brothers, which was kind of nice. Um, <laughs> See, I don't know why that was any of that was a negative. Yeah, uh, I mean it was. Anyways, um, but yeah, no, I like uh, normally. Normally, my place is really clean. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just see what you do with this place. Yeah. Oh yeah, but okay, but no, yeah. So I, sorry, that was what I was talking about. Is it? Yeah, like I do that all the time because I like cooking for people. And it's fun. And I love like just hanging out with people. But like, okay, I was wondering this the other day. I was like, do you think it's possible to like, because uh, I don't know about this, about like, like sexual identity and everything. Do you think it's possible to become asexual? <laughs> like to not me and then to just develop it later? I don't know. I haven't really given it any thought. I like sex a lot. So I'm not really like trying I to like explore. masturbating. Well, then masturbate. I think I just like fear intimacy. You don't say. A little bit. Maybe. I don't know. You? Fear intimacy? No. <laughs> never. No. I would never, never in a million years have that thought about you. That's so nice of you to lie to me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you believed my lies? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, oh, Kate. Dude, somebody told me the other day they thought I was an eight and a half. And I was like, thank you so much for lying to me. That's awesome of you. Were they from Nebraska? <laughs> Thank you. No, Glendale. So, eh, but like, what else? And I'm not even an eight and a half in Glendale, dude. Those Armenian girls get that work done. They look they good. They do. They do. They look fucking good, dude. They have fucking designer bags, fucking with labels. I don't understand. Well, yeah, but I'm not about that life. No, I'm not. But about I'm about life. I'm about the curves and the them Armenian girls definitely. Curves, dude. The other day, I got a fucking DM on Instagram. And it was like, "What happened to your ass?" You still have a butt. Kind of. I mean, a lot, and I literally just replied. I was like, I've actually lost weight in COVID because I've been really stressed out. That's kind of a weird thing to say to someone. He's like, oh, what did not mean it though? I was like, yeah, but it's a weird thing to say to someone. For the home audience, don't let Kate deceive you. She's still got an ass. Thank you. It's just in sweatpants all the time now, so you can't see it anymore. But it exists, just like my very exciting and fun dating life. Better than mine's been going shit. Dude, I just like I here's the other thing too. Like I don't fucking dude, how the fuck are you supposed to even like meet somebody? Cause seriously, like I I go to one place where I see the same people every day and I work with them. And so then it's like and I, I don't have I I got new golf clubs. I'm getting back into golf. So maybe I'll meet myself a husband that way. The husband with early tea times? Uh, I mean, I could be like at early tea times or, you know, a 401k 
or you know maybe like some sort of small hedge fund that he manages and he just thinks i'm quirky and fun and like you know wants to take more more pencil skirts for you no i like the flippy skirt like the little kilt a little kilt get the little kilt yeah, right. or a lot of children's uh, plaid skirt school uniforms that I get at the Hollywood Goodwill from St. Mary's. <laughs> I have a couple of those, actually. Nice, nice. <laughs> I look really good in them, and I like black watch plaid. They're for large 12-year-olds. I'm the size of, like, a fat 12-year-old. The more you know, folks, the more you know. But- I actually looked this up one time, and I am the height of the average American 13-year-old. Do we have a Tracy Lord situation on our hands? Should I be checking your ID? No, because I look well, I don't look like I'm 50. <laughs> I have a whole bit about that that I've been working on that I really like now that I've actually gotten to do in a couple of shows and it's really fun. And it's about how like I uh I know like I know it's not PC to say, but like I fucking the day I stopped looking 15, the day middle-aged men stop telling me I look like I'm 15, I fucking quit. It feels really fucking... I know you're not supposed to. It feels good when people tell you you look young. It feels good. Have you ever seen a diabetic look at a jelly donut? And like then imagine that you get to be the person to tell him that he can actually have that donut because it is 26 years old and it's not that sweet. Aw, but you still can't have that donut. I mean, legally you could have the donut. It's not going to kill you. Oh, it might kill you. I know you. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Actually, I do make people sign like a waiver. It's just not going to take your foot in the process. Uh, oh, you know, it's an app. It's on the iPad. You just have to sign it really quickly and just promise that if anything happens to you, your descendants won't sue me. Actually, I'm, your next of kin. You really should read me. it because, in all reality, you're signing some shit away two caves. It's not only that your next of kin are going to sue you. They're going to be giving you some of your shit. Yeah, no, this is a very like a uh, South Park uh, Apple contract <laughs> situation <laughs> i promise you don't get humans untweeted <laughs> read the fine print people always read the fine print i mean it does not matter what Kate tells you it matters what you sign uh i do think that 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 whole thing in porn has like ruined me for hooking up with people because i love dude that's my whole fucking game that my the entirety of my game is me being like, "Hey, what are you doing Tuesday? You want to fuck?" That's it. That's my whole. That's my whole game. Because that's what works in porn. I texted someone that today. I was like, "What are you doing Thursday? Is it having sex with me? Because that would be cool." And he was like, "Yeah, sure." There you go. Yeah, but it's like a like that's like a porn person. So like it's it just doesn't that doesn't work with other people. I'm sure it does. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't make them respect you. No, the For pussy sure. makes the pussy makes them respect you. No, it really doesn't. We'll work on that. Hmm. Does that mean kegels? No, it just means <laughs> screaming respect this pussy while they're inside you. I don't think I've ever seen that. I also don't. Well, that's why they don't respect it. I'm not loud in bed anymore because, like, I had to be loud for so long to like for the boom. Okay, well then. I don't know. Whisper. I don't. I worry about. I'm like, like every time I have sex with like a normal guy, I'm like, do you think like maybe he thinks that I'm not that into it because I'm not making that much sound? But I'm also like, this is a normal thing, and I don't really feel like I need to blow the roof off this joint. And like, okay, well, Kate, just get close to his ear and be like, respect this pussy, respect this pussy. It's not that mean I would ever say. Well, that's why they don't respect it. Probably. Try. I try would something new. Be like the opposite of that. 
disrespect this pussy? Yeah. Dude, yeah, don't respect it. Fucking treat it like a gas station bathroom. <laughs> Litter in here. Litter. Just <laughs> shit on the walls. I want you to give me hepatitis. <laughs> I want other men to be afraid to come in here. <laughs> I mean, they, they are, but like... Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, a lot of people will be like, oh, you look like such a nice girl. And then they talk to me for, like, five minutes. And they're like, oh, you looked like such a nice girl. You looked so nice. I still describe you as a nice girl. Thank you. I think I'm a pretty nice girl. I'm nice. I don't go out of my way to, like, belligerently harm anyone. You should. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. I used to do that. It's bad. I never witnessed it. I know. Because I was, I was younger then. I was younger, less mature, less, po- less polished than I am now. Uh, yes, but I need more ice, so let me swallow this and grab more ice. All right. Kate Kennedy's going to swallow that and grab more ice. That's what she said? It is what she said. We even have a recording of that's what she said. That's what I said. You are she. Oh, oh my God. Wait, before I do that, though. So, I, uh, you know, Josh Potter has a new podcast out. Uh, it's like Roach Motel. And so, I recorded some sound bites for him because we're very good friends. And he hit me up. He's like, hey, could you possibly do some sound bites for me if you say in the word murder but like you're having an orgasm and i was like i absolutely can do that oh i want to hear a sample of that murder oh murder murder and so i like sent him like three of these i I think i sent him all three and he's like they're all great thank you so much and so now they're on it and i've gotten multiple dms because it's not like he credited me for these they're they're sound bites and which is obviously fine and uh, I've gotten multiple DMs from people. They're like, did you record something for Josh? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> like, every time I hear that, I laugh because I think of you. And I'm like, that's so fun. Kate Kennedy's real claim to fame. It's being on Josh Potter's podcast. <laughs> Screaming murder. Not even as a guest. Although he said I could come on if he decides to have guests. Well, that's nice of him. Kate, can you grab me some ice while you're up? See, she's still got a butt. Oh. All motherfuckers gonna make me do post. <laughs> the post, the post. It came out fine. It did, it did, but it was just so funny to hear you like uh, the whole thing because I remember like it was just the post, the post, and then you kept a lot of that in, which was really funny. Oh yeah. A lot of me just kvetching about the post production. Right. Sorry, I gotta situate my headphones. I uh, I, I cut bangs. I see. see. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm 26 and I'm getting some forehead wrinkles that I noticed the other day and I, I can't afford Botox, but I can afford wine. So um, after a bottle of two buck chuck, I was like, you know what? I got this. Did this when I was 15. It didn't end well, but I feel like I've learned since then and I had not. So now I have bangs. <laughs> I like them. I actually like them. I do feel like I've gotten better at it. I said when I came in, like I have gotten so much better at cutting my own hair in the last six months. I'm never going back. Four hundred fucking dollars. Suck my dick. Fucking it only takes two and a half hours. And my arms are a little short. So I do inadvertently give myself a mullet like 50% of the time. But it's not bad. It's okay. Works as long as you're still partying in the back. Works for Theo Vaughn. Works for me. We have similar hair texture if I'm being perfectly honest. Now you just have to have weird stories. More weird stories. I have so many weird stories. I've I've told you a bunch of these weird stories. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I have infinite. Someone was asking me today. I was on a call for like doing the, the show I'm doing tomorrow. And 
he was like, yeah, I don't what like what whatever you want to talk about, like whatever, like this is great. And I was like, yeah, this is just how I talk. So like, I, I mean, you can ask me whatever you want, but like this is this is what you will get regardless. It's just a long, drawn out. I I got that face for radio, man. It's okay. A okay, Kate. <laughs> I mean, speak of odd things like. We were going to segue when we first started about Kate nibbling on people's earlobes, and then we just totally... Oh, we totally abandoned that. We abandoned it when the mic started. My love of nibbling on people's earlobes. So I felt I would bring it back around. It's just such a transcendent experience for most men. I feel like it's the same with like having your taint played with. Like Dudes don't explore it enough, and then once you go back, or once you go there, you never come back. Once you go back, you never go back. I mean, once you go in the back, I guess. <laughs> I think you got to work on your catchphrase here. Yeah, there's no good catchphrase here. Uh, this is a this is a whiskey soaked catchphrase. Anyways, we yeah. haven't had that. Oh, we have had a fair amount already. <laughs> How much do we have? Oh, of the bottle. I thought you meant like in terms of recording time. No, no, no. I was talking about like you were like this is a whiskey soaked pot. I'm like, oh yeah, we haven't had the. Oh yeah, we have had like a half little a, bit. Yeah, yeah, we've had a half a bottle yeah, already. Yeah. Mm. But I'm finally feeling better after last night's stream of fucking torturing myself with alcohol. So Yeah, me too. I'm finally feeling better after last night of torturing myself with alcohol. Um, <laughs> I had like three Manhattans and then I went to the comedy store and I had several Coors Lights. Not on draft because they ran out of the draft, which means I had to pay an extra $2 for my beer, which is fine. Um, and then we had some Jameson and then everyone took their shirts off. Not me. Everyone else took their shirts off. It's such a weird situation for Kate to be the one who kept her clothes on. I know. Here's the thing. Nobody even suggested that I would take my shirt off. It was very weird. I've never been in that situation where anyone was taking their shirt off and no one, not a single person made a suggestion that I should take mine off, which is awesome for me. Maybe they just thought it was going to be peer pressure and you'd be like, oh. I'm sure they did. I mean, the climate right now, you know, I'm sure they did. But it's so fun. I mean, I wouldn't have anyways, but it's just so funny. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In 2020 America, you can't just be like, yo, girl, take your shirt off. Fine. Wait, wait, fuck, cut that part out. Sorry. Please don't say that I said that. What? Huh? What are you talking say about? say that. Cool. Um, <laughs> post work. Post work. I'm sorry. You're the one that decided to do a podcast where people get drunk. I did not. Say that they... Wait, really? Oh, I did. Yeah, you totally did. What the fuck? This is your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that you believed me for half a second. That you're like, you didn't? Oh, my God. Huh? Okay, here's the thing. I know you, so I know that you're somebody that could get roped into something, like doing something like this, and then the like co-host river would like bow out or not want to do it, and you would just continue doing it. Like I totally would buy that story. Well, I have gone through two co-hosts. Yeah, but it just sounds like you would take on like a project like that and then like end up doing it alone and like annoy. You're like the Mike Quasar of podcasting where you just like end up in it. <laughs> that is the meanest thing someone has ever said to me. I'm so sorry. I mean, it's also really nice because I like Mike. But- I love Mike. If it makes you feel better, I hung out with someone I went to high school with the other day and the only way he described me from that time was that all I remember about you is that you were always wearing Uggs. You permanently wear Uggs in my mind. So like I leaned in. I leaned in. But if it makes you feel better, I've never been roasted that hard. Give it time. Someone will find someone else to talk shit about. I don't have that many things that you talk shit about me. That was like one that actually was like, oh shit, that's embarrassing. Yet you're still wearing them. They're really comfortable. I'm clearly not that embarrassed about it. Apparently. They're so comfortable. 
I'll take um, your word for it. Plus, I put on the sweatsuit tonight, and I was like, you might as well just fucking lean into it. Yeah, Kate was disappointed that I did not talk shit about her tracksuit. I was. I had a whole joke written for it, and you didn't even say anything. Yeah, because I'm wearing track pants, too. I know, but this is a new tracksuit. How do you know my tracksuit's not new? Because um, it's not, but... Yeah, because it's not. Because <laughs> it's not, but I want to know how you knew that. Uh, I don't know. The vibrancy of the fabric. Uh... It's a new tracksuit, and I thought you were going to come in and be like, wow, you're slumming it. And I would have been like, I'm actually just really excited for Halloween. I decided to dress up a few days early. Clearly, I'm going as Tony Soprano. And it would have been so funny. It would have been. And so I had to set myself up for that joke, which I will do because I'm pretty shameless. But like, yeah. Well, I've also think I think there's been zero times you've dressed up for this podcast. So that's not true. I felt like I dressed a nice remove last month. Well, I think the last time you were on, the only reason you dressed nice is because you knew we were going to a bar afterwards. I dressed nice for the first one, too. I wore, like, a sweater. I wasn't wearing sweats. Okay. Okay, well, my barometer... Okay, here's the thing. You have to understand. I am from Colorado, and we don't... Nobody in Colorado ever dressed up, ever. Like, when I finished high school, I had... I mean, I wore a uniform in school. So I didn't have a lot of clothes, but like literally, and this is completely true. When I graduated from high school, I had Dickies, fucking like khaki pants, fucking church clothes, like nice church clothes and, and sweatpants. That was it. I don't even think I owned a pair of jeans. Like I, we didn't go do anything else. You don't dress up. Both my parents just wear really expensive tracksuits all day. That's all they wear. It's just like athletic like my dad just wear like he has he, my dad has two closets full of golf shirts, full of those like pullover like yep mm-hmm, athletic like sweat wicking Nike. That's all he wears. All my mom wears is like fancy yoga pants and like sweat like they they don't. It, it, we would dress up once a year to go to dinner at Christmas. That was the only time of year we dress up. Like. Besides, like, church. And church clothes are different. But, like, yeah, I didn't do it. I, I still don't. Like, it, especially being in L.A. where everyone's, like, so into, like, fashion. Like, but everyone dresses like that in Colorado. Like, it's totally normal to go out to dinner in something like this there. That's very normal. Um, people wear – everyone's really outdoorsy and athletic and shit. People wear fucking hiking boots and and, and that's it. You know, fucking polar fleece is good in all seasons and all occasions. I'll take your word for it. It's not. But like, that's how they. So like, I've had to. I've literally asked other girls that are like about my age, especially because then being in porn, you dress like a slutty teenager or you wear sweatpants or both. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you wear sweatpants there and then you change into your slutty teenager outfit and then you put the sweatpants back on when you go home. But like, I was like, I have no idea. Like, I know how to dress for a red carpet. And I know how to dress for like church. Like I didn't have, I've, I've asked so many people, I'm like, how do you, what do you wear here? Even like going to the comedy store. I had a whole conversation with one of my girlfriends where I was just like, what do you, how do you come up with that? What, how do you, what do you wear? What am I supposed to buy? Where do I shop? Where do I shop? I, I exclusively shop at the Hollywood Goodwill. And the best part is Kate mentioned before we got on air that she turned down free clothes. No, they weren't free. They were 75% off. Yeah. And, and you know what? 75% off was still more expensive than buying them at the Hollywood Goodwill. Hey, if you had resold them. No, I couldn't have resold them. It was, it was like an online fashion boutique that had like reached out to me to be an ambassador. And 
they had cute stuff and they were nice. And I was like, you know, they were like, you can have 75% off whatever products you want as long as you post about them. And I was like, you know, I'd love to, but um, it's quarantine. You 100% could have closed. You 100% could have resold them. They they weren't like nice clothes. You can re, you can't resell you can't resell shitty clothes. You resell you buy stuff at the Hollywood Goodwill. You obviously can resell shitty clothes. Well, yeah, at Goodwill, but you can't like the person donating the clothes doesn't get money for them. They get tax right off. That's true. I do. I, I always write off my. I donate a lot to Goodwill too. I always write off my taxes. See, see. Um, but no, I mean, I bought actually. I think this summer, like most of the stuff, the very few new things I got this summer were almost all from the Silver Lake Flea when it reopened. I've been going to the Silver Lake Flea, which is fun. Um, sorry, I swear I don't do cocaine. I'm just like, I, I mean, if you do cocaine, you're a comedian. It's fine. I know. I wish I could still do cocaine. I can't do coke anymore. Why not? Uh, it makes me super anxious. Like. Every time, dude, I think if you're, I legitimately feel this way. I think if you're like over 23, 24 and you do coke and like you have any semblance of like a normal human life, I just, every time I've done it since then, like instead of it being fun and being like, let's read the screenplay and go to Vegas and do blah, blah, blah. It's just like, oh my God, my water bill's due on the 16th and my rent's due on the 1st and I have to think about this and this and then this bill and then this and then that. And I just like agonize. It's not fun at all. That sounds fucking miserable. Yeah, yeah, dude, it just kicks my anxiety. I'm like way, I'm way too old for it. Yeah, don't do that shit. You're not, you're not fucking old. I'm too old for it. No. Mentally, I'm too old for it. No, I think you have too much anxiety for it. You're not too old. There's a difference. <laughs> no, I'm a responsible adult human being. Like I, I am. I don't want to look like it. I believe you. Audience, do you believe, Kate, that she's a responsible adult human being? Hey, man. I'm a little late on my credit card this month, okay? A little late. I'll get it there. What, are you going to send it on horse and carriage and have them ride it in? Yeah, Pony Express. Uh, Carrier Pigeon, actually, is my preferred. I I had that in my bio for the longest time. Uh, When I was, oh, I wasn't even, I was just like, I was on FetLife is when I had it in there. Uh, Because I wasn't at all famous. I'm not famous now, but like I wasn't at all famous then. And, um... I think it said that, like, if you want to, t- uh, if you would like to send me a message about how much I discussed you, I prefer they be delivered by carrier pigeon. If there's no pigeons available, smoke signals will suffice. It'd be amazing. You just open your door one day and there's a bunch of dead pigeons there. I dude. would love that. That would be so fun. If somebody sent me hate mail by carrier pigeon, I would adore that. And you just forgot about the pigeons. They're just dead. They're just dead. They've been waiting on you so long. That's not true. I'd hear them pecking. Dude, they're loud. Pigeons are loud as shit, dude. I know. Yeah. I'm from a major city. I'm aware. Yeah. yeah. I've been in New York. Pigeons are loud as shit. No, they're technically doves. I do know that. Yeah. We had some doves that like uh, had a nest in my house when I was a kid, but they were like the pretty doves, like the white ones. Um, It's racist. (laughs) Dove racist. Definitely keeping that in. Pigeons are the shitty doves. Definitely keeping that in. <laughs> um, you don't invite the other ones to your wedding, do you? <laughs> I'm not getting married, Kate. Not touching that one. <gasps> Kate's about to get herself canceled over pigeons. Oh, man. I hope so. I hope so. Kate um, Kennedy, the pigeon lady. Dude, the pigeon lady. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting married either. I don't think that's going to happen. Why not? I don't think so. Why? I don't know. Just all of the wonderful things that I obviously bring to a relationship. I mean, you bring a pretty awesome dog. It's true. She is awesome. 
and they can't marry the dog, so. It's true. You can't. And also, the dog will never love them as much as she loves me. Actually, she'll probably just low-key tolerate that. I can't even, dude, I can't even have someone else sleep in my bed. She sleeps in my bed like a person. She has her own side of the bed where she sleeps with her head on a pillow like a person under the blankets. That's how she likes to sleep. I can't fucking sleep with somebody else. That's where she sleeps. And if you don't let her sleep there, you know what she'll do? What? She'll wedge herself. So I, I've had this happen a couple of times, actually, like the few times that I have gotten lucky. I uh, and had a guy in my bed. Squeegee will act cool about it. And then she'll get in the middle of us and she'll put her back to me and her paws towards him. And she will slowly, over the course of the night, just kick and kick and kick. And she's kicked more porn stars out of bed than around Jeremy, I swear to God. I've had people sleep on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I just was uh, being afraid to address how you, the metaphor you used for that. I mean, you can use a couple different people. You can use Hugh Hefner. Ron Jeremy was the first one that popped in my head. Don't worry. He's not kicking anybody out of bed anymore. He, I mean, I don't know about a cellmate, but... I'm pretty sure his cellmate will uh, do whatever he wants to that old man. <laughs> oh, man. I Honestly, I don't even think he feels bad about this. This is the first time he's ever been treated like a real stand-up comic. <laughs> and not to brag, but I have been politely ignored by four out of the last five men to be me too in Hollywood. Really? Yeah. Like ignored, like like either actively, yeah. No, I met Ron Jeremy several times. I met Chris Lea a few times. Uh, Callen, um, I never met Harvey Weinstein, but my mom did once try to send me to the same sex addicts rehab in Arizona that Harvey Weinstein was at. <laughs> it cost it cost fifty thousand dollars. This is when they found out I did porn. It cost fifty thousand dollars. And they don't accept women. And my parents didn't read the website long enough to realize that they didn't accept women. And so they called me at like 8 o'clock in the morning. They're saying all this. And I, I mean, I regret not going every day. That would have been so fucking funny. That would have been material not, for it's years. It's non-refundable, dude. Can you imagine showing up in Phoenix and then being like, no, you cannot come in here. That would have been hilarious. That would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. Every single day I think about it. Instead, I went to Denny's and I cried and I got a milkshake. That's usually, I guess, what I do. When things when things go bad, Kate gets a milkshake. A milkshake, I guess so. What's yeah. the milkshake? What is the the bad times milkshake? I like all milkshakes. I don't really like peanut butter. I'm not a big peanut butter milkshake person, but like a black and white milkshake. Um, have you had the nut milkshake? Have you had the nut and honey shake from fucking the 101? No, I actually. So I technically avoid nuts because I I have gout actually, so I like avoid nuts. Um, you're not supposed to eat and like it tends to for whatever reason for me that's like what causes flare-ups is like nuts so like I'm not allergic to them but like my joints will hurt the next day so I try to avoid yeah. well I'm sorry you're it's not a... supposed to drink alcohol either but like there's also a whole list of foods so I just like avoid all those other foods and then I still drink alcohol and like sometimes my knees hurt but it's not that it's a wise deal. choice it's a wise fucking choice yeah just I don't use spinach or like legumes but like I still drink and sometimes my knees hurt and it's genetic. Thanks, mom. I was thinking of like the four, the four dudes you just mentioned. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I've, I've had no direct interaction with Weinstein. I've had a lot of interaction with uh, people who have had interactions with Weinstein. So, yeah. I mean, it sucks that it turns out Kellen was not a good dude because, like, I've had nothing but positive interactions mm -hmm. with Brian. Yeah, You're always a super nice guy. Like, never talked to me, but I'm sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, Delia was never nice to me ever. He was uh, like the one time I like really encountered him. He was such a dick to me that I was like, all right, like, cool. Like yeah. I don't, and it, this was like months before this happened and then it happened and I was like, 
I mean, I just, I think I fully sat in my apartment just like cackling for like a minute and like for no reason, like it wasn't that big of an interaction. It was just that like, I remember like very vividly being like, you're a fucking asshole. And then lo and behold. I've had no interactions with Delia. Yeah. I mean, like I tapped him on the shoulder one time um, for, I was, uh, should I tell the story? I don't even yeah. Know. Tell the story. Tell the story. Tell. Yeah, fuck it. Whatever. Um, I was, uh, I was with my buddy. We were doing the show at the, at the comedy store and we had our, like our, uh, our opener dropped out. It was like the week before the show and, uh, or not our opener, our headliner. And, uh, so we went to the comedy store to just go see kind of who was there and see if like there was anybody that we could kind of, so I was like, yeah, I'll go with you. Cause like, I'm, I'm cute and I'm approachable and like, you know, and, uh, <laughs> So he he wanted to ask Lily if if we could do it, and uh, so he was sitting he was sitting right next to me, and and we we're sitting there for a while, and he was talking to somebody, and then he kind of like stopped talking, got up, whatever. So I saw like a moment, and I just kind of tapped like like two fingers, I mean like nothing, and he like spins around, and he goes what, and I was like I- I'm really sorry, I was like a big fan, I think you're really funny, and uh, my my buddy produced a show here, and, and he just wanted to see if he maybe wanted a headline, so we just thought I'd just make the injection, just, you know, nice to meet you, whatever, and uh, he starts talking to my buddy, and he's like, yeah, you know, it's in the belly room, but it's on Saturday night at 1030, and like, if you just pop in in May, you could do, you know, however long you want, and he goes, oh, I don't really do the belly room, the main room, I don't really do the belly room, so, yeah, cool. I was like, like you, I mean, it was just, I, it was one of those moments where you're just like mine. Like I've never been that much of a dick to anybody. I've, I've been annoyed with people before, but I've never talked like that to anybody. Yeah. That's pretty shitty. It was really shitty. And then the other thing was that too, right afterwards, uh, Bobby Lee was there and we the same, like I asked Bobby Lee as well. And he was so nice. And he was like, Oh, he's like, it's, it's on Saturday. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm in Connecticut on Saturday. I would love to do it sometime. Like if you hear like, you know, whatever he like, whether or not that's true, whether or not you want to do a show in the belly room, which I understand, but like it, like if you're at that level, I get it. But like just night and day, absolute difference in the way that you would treat somebody that like, and it, again, it's always, it comes down to like, how do you treat the people that can't do anything for you? Oh yeah. yeah. 100%. Bobby, Bobby's mm-hmm. always been yeah, super Bobby's nice. Always been. I, I like Bobby a lot. Yeah. I also think Bobby was nicer to me at points. Cause he actually thought I was somebody at one point because the first time I really met Bobby was at LA Podfest. Yeah. It's gotta be like the 2017 show, LA Podfest, like the last big one they did. And during, they were doing a live tiger belly and I ended up talking to fuck his Bobby's old manager. He's Bert's old manager. He owned the Boston. Okay. I am completely spacing on his name. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was wrapping up because I I was podcasting there and I was just grabbing people to do the show. Mm-hmm. So I was grabbing him as bullshit and Bobby comes up to talk to him and like sees that I'm already in a conversation with him. But I'm like, Bobby, you know, we're going to be upstairs podcasting. He's like, mm-hmm. I got to fly out in the morning. It's real cool. But every yeah. other time I saw Bobby's like, hey, man, what's going on? And like, yeah. like, oh, you actually think I'm somebody because I was talking to your old manager. I don't even know if I say Bobby's just a deeply likable person. Oh, yeah. I think it's very hard to dislike Bobby Lee. He's just very, very likable. No, oh, no, he was great. But I just thought it was funny. Like, yeah, that he just. Yeah. Thought I was somebody, but because I was just talking to someone who actually I mattered. will say the vast majority of people that are like at that level that are obviously way above me and like, you know, way above my pay grade, but like the vast majority of them have been very, very nice to me. Um, Bert's always been nice to me. Tom's been nice to me. Christina let me open for her at a flapper several times before all this happened, which was awesome. It was such a fun experience. And like, um, 
yeah, the vast majority of these people I really, really like. Yeah, one-offs, but I mean, and I know people have a lot to say about like the whole culture surrounding it. And I don't think all of those criticisms are like invalid. Um, but it's, you know, I read something the other day that's been like, it's been rattling around in my brain for like a couple weeks now um, that said that it's an inherently capitalist form of entertainment art form because funny is funny. A joke is a joke. And it doesn't really matter if it hurts somebody, if people laugh. 100%. It's Hell, collateral damage. Some of the best jokes are a little hurtful. Yeah. And, and that's why we get like these cultures where it kind of becomes like bully comedies because like it. It is inherently capitalist. It's survival of the fittest. It's it rewards the people that are or able to be a little vicious. Um, I prefer that, like you know, you can be you can stab somebody with velvet gloves on. Nope, not me, man. Just nothing but sandpaper over here. I try to be upfront about it, but I try to be nice about it. But I think that's the other thing too is that, like you know, it's uh, when you're in an environment that's so like inherently competitive. Um. It's, you know, I, I think for somebody with a, like, who, like, you or me or whoever, like, who has a brain for that, like, who has a, a mind that's wired that way, it's incredibly rewarding. Oh, thank you for including me in that. Of course. Yeah, you're a funny person. I am not. I think you're funny. You're drinking. Funny looking. Oh, <laughs> fucking dad jokes. One of my dad's favorite jokes. Yeah. Okay, fucking- my favorite one that he does, he had a whole litany of those, and one of them was, um... Hey, you're pretty strong. Strong to smell. <laughs> and we're like, that doesn't even make sense. It makes sense. It's that's not good syntax. Like, what no, it's bad. Like, it's bad syntax, it's but bad it makes sense. Syntax. And so we gave him shit for like weeks. I remember the first time he told us that joke. We were at Niagara Falls, and <laughs> we gave him shit for weeks about that joke. I mean, we still do it to this day. Where my sister Al will be there and be like, "Hey, hey, Bruce, you're strong. Strong to smell." Oh, it's worse every time you say it. It's so bad. Because the funny, funny looking one kind of works. Yeah. That one's just so, it's so bad. No, it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's like you smell. It's it's that bad. It's, yeah. Hey, I checked to make sure that I was wearing deodorant when I walked out of the house. I literally did. I was like. Oh, no. I I actually showered for you today, too. Thank you. I washed my hair today, dude. Well, I don't have much hair at the moment, but I did, too. And I put on deodorant. I'm like... Mine was gross last night. It wore a beanie. And someone's like, nice beanie. I was like, thanks. I didn't want to wash my hair. Yeah. Literally, it was one of those things where, like, uh, Kate's coming over. I actually should, like, wash my asshole. And I try to shower before I interact with the public. (laughs) Well, I've been interacting with the public except virtually recently, so I didn't have to fucking... But like when you go, because you have to like go to the grocery store and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I they, try to shower. I shower before I go to the grocery store or something. It all depends on, you know, if my masturbation habit lines up with when I'm going grocery shopping. I masturbate first, then I shower and I put on clean clothes and then I walk to the grocery store. Like, I don't put exactly. on makeup or anything, but I like, I'll, you know. Exactly. But if I'm not jerking off that morning, yeah. like, they the grocery store people may not get a shower out of me. Yeah. I mean, I'm I like, yeah, I mean, I rolled up there like hungover in my kink.com hoodie covered in dog fur. That has nothing to do with masturbation. Just pointing that out to the audience. <laughs> no, it's just like, yeah, no, it's just everywhere in my life. Um, squeegee shuts like crazy. I gave her a shower yesterday and uh, <laughs> I was out of uh, I was out of dog shampoo. So I used this old shampoo that I had that I stopped using because it incorrectly someone pointed this out to me it made me smell like a hooker 
And uh, but I still had some left. And I was I was I didn't have any other shampoo, and and my shampoo was kind of expensive. So I was like, whatever. But you smelling like a hooker should be a turn on to most people. Yeah, apparently gave some people a migraine. So like I, uh, wow. it, it was described as that haunting. joker, that joker, that joker, and uh, I. Uh, so I, I, I used that on her. I watered it down. And then like I was with my one of my friends came back last night to hang out and, like smoke after we were hanging out. And uh, I literally I was, I mean, I was drunk and I like held up squeegee to him. I was like, does she smell like a hooker? <laughs> and he like sniffs lives and sniffs and he goes, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's faded <laughs> in the last 24 hours. <laughs> she did smell like a hooker. <laughs> I got it. Honestly, after sleeping in bed with her, not having smelled up for a while, I was like, I get why this was annoying. Like, this is really strong. Oh, man. It's the peonies overload. Oh, man. That's. See, I just don't think it's a bad smell. Smelling like a hooker's fine. It's not bad. It's just like, oh, my God, my sheets are definitely going to smell like this. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Just wash the sheets. I mean,. I have to go to the laundromat for that, so... No, you don't. You come here. I know. Now I come here, which you is You come great. here. You clean. We do laundry. This is actually further from the laundromat. Did you But know less that? quarters. But less quarters. Well, no. Here's the thing. I have to go to the laundromat now because there are no quarters. Because my building has laundry in it, but I can't use it right now because there's a national coin shortage because of COVID. So you can't fucking get quarters. And I don't use, like, a bank. I still have an account on my college credit union. <laughs> which has one branch and it's in my college town. So like, I can't just go to bank of America and be like, I'm a client. Give me quarters. I'm not. And so like I used to get quarters at like the supermarket and now they can't give them to you and there just aren't any quarters. So there's a whole laundry room in my building. And like, it's not just me that this is happening to nobody's using the laundry room in my building anymore. It's just fucking empty all the time. And, um, so I go to like the laundromat and I, because they take cards. I mean, and now I have like a laundry card. And the other day, I got my my laundry card and my Metro card look like stunningly similar. For like the LA, like Metro, like the train. And uh, I kept putting my Metro card in the washing machine the other day. And I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, fuck this. Why isn't this fucking working? It's fucking annoying. This is bullshit. And then I took a second. I looked at it. I was like, oh my God, you're fucking like this is embarrassing for you. This you were probably not the first person to do that. I hope not. I can almost guarantee it. And it's almost a nice laundromat. They have like arcade games. Ooh, yeah, it's Mortal really, Kombat. Yeah, dude, they have Street Fighter, like and a claw machine, and like dude, it's honestly, it's I don't, I don't hate it that much. Like I feel like my clothes come out really clean. I only have to do like two loads. I do one load of like sheets, towels, blankets, whatever, and one load of like clothes. And then, because I don't fucking, yeah, I don't have anything that's worth separating. Samesies. Uh, yeah. Samesies. No, fucking no, dude. Like, I have some things that are dry clean only, and by that, I just mean I never wash them. Before we continue to talk about your domestic woes, yeah, I want to circle back to, like, the, the talk about comedy being inherently capitalist, because I thought that was actually kind of an interesting point. And it was not interesting. Yeah, and then we walked away from it for some reason. All right. I walk all over I walked the line, man. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks. Uh, I can't wait to meet June Carter. Dude, this morning, having coffee with her. Fucking what a romantic goddamn line. God, Johnny Cash. I have that t-shirt of him flipping someone off like while he's playing. And it because my neighbor gave it to me because she didn't want it anymore because she got a new one. 
She's a big Johnny Cash fan. She's like, do you just want this t-shirt? And I was like, yeah, sure. I think I want a t-shirt. I always want a t-shirt. As we walk away from it, again. Again, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, call me. Okay, here's the thing. Yeah, okay. So the the premise of this, and it, it was it was an article, I think it was in Slate, and I didn't agree with a lot of it because here's, like, I didn't agree with the sentiment of the article, but I agreed with a lot of what it said, is that comedy is an inherently capitalist form of entertainment art form whatever whatever you're doing in stand-up comedy it's inherently because when you are it's a solo sport well it's a weird solo sport because you could be a musician and just do your craft and record it and be like oh that's awesome comedy requires a fucking audience it requires an audience and it requires it's a when you are up there you are up there alone Whatever, like, consequence you face of what you say, you face alone. And uh, whether that's good or bad. And you, when you're up there, too, and you're in that moment of doing it, I mean, I'll say fucking anything to get a laugh. I'll say fucking anything. I'll denounce anything. Um, like, God is dead. He'll say, like, fucking, you'll say whatever to get a laugh. And uh, and I think that is true. I think that is the mentality. I don't love bully comedy. I don't think it's necessarily the smartest kind of comedy. I don't think it's the funniest kind of comedy. I think it can be funny. I like making fun of people as much as anybody else. I don't mind being made fun of. Well, you have fucking, you know, masters of it like Don Wrinkles back in the day. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Dude, that was his whole bit. Yeah. His whole bit was being fucking mean to people. Absolutely. I mean, that's still such a thing that people like do. I mean, it's just being like this, like this like 12 year old's idea of what a super villain would be like and just adopting that as their entire persona. And that's like very, that's still very much a thing. Um, but also I think you have to like, like look at it and weigh it against like, how is that? Like Anthony Jeselnik does that really well. We're like, he's very, like people really like him. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about him. I've seen him on these funny as shit. Like he's great. Um, but there's something about who he is and is able to do this like evil persona where it's funny. Whereas well, he like, just I've says seen, so, he like he'll just say some dark shit that isn't particularly mean to anyone. It's just dark. It's just dark. Yeah, it's a dark. It's not necessarily mean. Whereas like I've seen people like do it where they kind of ha- want to have that vibe and it just doesn't work. Um, and I mean also it works because he's handsome. Like, it also works because of that. Like, there's the whole... But there's, like, thought, built, like, obviously being built into that character. Like, I, I kind of do this whole, like, female dirtbag. Like, I call it, like, noble dirtbag thing. <laughs> Where I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not, like, really trying to be a bad person. Like, I, you know. Um, and also, like, yeah, just, like, I'm a, I'm a female dirtbag. I don't think we see that enough. And we all know you're out there. I, a little bit, yeah. I mean, like, I fucking, you know, I'm kind of a dirtbag. I get it. Like, I, I do shit where I'm like, yeah, I, I, do I think a respectable person would do this? No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I've had a lot of dudes pee in my mouth. Hot. Yeah. Well, warm, actually, but. Pretty hot sometimes, honestly. <laughs> um, they need to see a doctor if it's hot, hot. I mean, it wasn't that hot. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. Um, I like if it scorched your tongue, then you need to see a doctor. <sighs> um, oh, my God. That's the beginning of a bit. It was so hot when this dude peed in my mouth, it fucking scorched my tongue. Come on. that's. You should. Yeah, I mean, email that to Whitney Cummings. I just saw her do a bit about that. Oh, parallel thoughts, apparently. <laughs> Fuck. I was probably why I brought it up because I think I saw that. But, um... <laughs> 
You're just encouraging me to plagiarize people's bits without me knowing it. Good well, place, yeah, Kate. Um, you are a dirtbag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. That was, I think, the thing that I liked about someone saying that comedy was inherently capitalistic because that is how I feel about it. Where I'm like, if I know something about you or whatever, like, there's a... If you're up, like, I just don't think things are off limits. Like, it's a lighthearted job, whatever. And people, most people are not like that. They don't, like, they don't. I know so many people where I'm just, like, I have to constantly police myself around people that I see, like, every day. Where I'm like, you can't say this because they'll get offended. Fuck them. That's their problem. Yeah, I know that. But, like, you can't, like, like, fuck them when it's like, hey, this is my career and I can't fucking say this. Like, and And it is just a joke. It's not that I dislike this person or whatever, but it's like, I can't, you know... Like, sometimes you just want to be able to make the joke, but not everybody, not everyone can take a joke. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of comics are so much more sensitive than they ever will, like, let you know. And, like, and I, I've seen people like, come off the stage when they, like, kind of got something like that where they didn't, you know, like it necessarily. It was uncomfortable. And you can see it. Like, you can see them, like, squirming. They're, they're really sensitive people. I, I'm not a very sensitive person. I'm not at all like people and especially like n- lately because since I like retired from porn and stuff like now when I do I've had like three four conversations about this in the last week with people of them being like can I bring up that you did porn on this podcast can I like can we talk about it? I was like yeah of course can I not bring up you did what porn? do you want me what do you want me to call you and I'm like I literally don't give a shit you can call me a fucking cunt I don't care I'm just more and more trying not to bring up that you did porn that's a soundbite right there just don't care no, I don't care either. I don't well, care. I don't care who knows. I got a custom video request from someone I went to high school with that apparently like had like a fucking uh, crush on me out through high school. Did they have a shot in high school if you had known? I didn't even remember that his name. I don't remember who he was. I feel that's like the I worst. I don't remember at all. I mean, that's the worst. Like if it, if he didn't have a shot, that'd be one thing. But yeah. to not even remember him is fucking worse. I don't worse. remember him at all. He must have never, he must have never talked to me. I mean, there was 400 kids in my high school. So that's saying something. Yeah. It's not a lot of people. I don't think this kid ever talked to me. Furiously masturbated to you. He asked if I still had this this hoodie that I wore all the time in high school. If I could wear that in the video. Like this specific, like it was like a my high school's like cross country hoodie that I stole, by the way. I was never on the cross country team. I would never do that. That um, is the saddest thing I have ever I fucking know, heard. I know. But Kate, do you realize it? That guy has probably dropped a swimming pool full of loads to you, and you don't even know his name. He had a huge crush on me in high school. Oh, yeah. And at least if it's anything like I was in high school, like a fucking strong breeze was like, it's time to jerk off. I guess. I didn't think anybody thought I was attractive in high school. I certainly didn't feel like that. Like, I didn't. I I mean, I, like, I, dude, I got set up for the prom. I wasn't like, people weren't asking me out left and right. Well, no, he was just masturbating to you. I guess. Like, nobody would talk to me. Like, that's so weird to me where I'm just like, I. <laughs> well, to be fair, if he talked to you, it would ruin the illusion. I guess. Yeah, it definitely would. It definitely would. It <laughs> I love definitely. that that took a second to register. You're like, uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah, accurate. Actually, you're right. Fuck. You're right, actually. That's accurate as fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, most people, once they talk to me, the, the illusion is ruined. Yeah, by and large. Oh, I know. I know. I talk to you a lot. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, it's ruined. It's ruined. I'm a fucking dirtbag. I'm just a normal human being. Oh, that's not, that's a goddamn lie. I'm a normal, I'm a normal fucking human being. You are not a normal human being. Thanks. My mom says the same thing. Well, your parents can't be wrong all the time. 
You know, my dad said that to me when I moved uh, to like Portland. I'd been living there for a while. They didn't know what I was doing yet. I told him I was making a corporate infomercials. Technically true. Yeah, I mean, it was a company. So I worked at Insects in Portland, and there was a company called Intersect Video in Portland that uh, I don't even know if they're still in business, but like they, it was so close, and they had a website, and that that they made like infomercials and like corporate training videos and I told them that's what I was doing I was like I work for these people I mean this website was from like fucking 2002 it was a shitty website like I they I mean they bought it for a long time I I feel bad about it now I don't really feel bad about no, it now you shouldn't it would, here's it. the thing it wouldn't have been better then if I'd sold them earlier I just got like a couple extra months of my parents still liking me so that was fun and they like me again now they like me again now we're hey. fine if your parents like who you don't, whatevs. They're cool. They're cool. We have the relationship that we have. You know. It's good. Yeah, it's cool. I talk to my sister more than I used to, which is awesome. I like my sister a lot. She's cool. Well, she's got a condo, so you got a place Dude, to crash. She bought a condo. Yeah, I'm like really proud of her, but also like, fuck. Don't worry. It's not in LA. She could never afford property here. No, neither could I. That's what I told my dad. I was like, yeah, do you understand that like a like one bedroom condo, like 700 square feet in my neighborhood goes for like a million dollars? If not more. If not more. Yeah, exactly. He was like, oh, I was like, yeah, I'm never going to buy property here. Like, that's not happening. I mean, you could win the lottery. You could. I mean, I, or I could have a successful career. That's too. But I like that you think that we winning the lottery is, uh, is more likely. I live in the real world. Yeah, me too. Actually, you could marry up. That's the real. That's, that's the other thing um, is that, yeah, if, uh, if there's some rich dude, Looking for a smarmy 26-year-old mistress slash third wife. No, no. You don't want to be the mistress. The mistress gets nothing. I, as long as they pay me for a while, that's fine. Yeah, but you get like sugar baby money. That's not property money. It's not bad. I had a sugar daddy for a while. It was great. Yeah. Obviously, you still don't own property. Yeah. I mean, what, one time I took $20,000 in cash through the Cleveland airport in a pink velour sweatsuit. So. Did you get to keep it? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's nice. Still not property money. Nobody gave me shit, by the way. I was so nervous the entire time. Nobody said shit. I had like elaborate backstories prepared the entire ride at the airport about why I was carrying that much money through. No one said shit. Yeah, that's under the, under the declaration amount. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah, no one cared. It was great. I bought myself a really nice neck pillow. With 20 grand? You bought a neck pillow. Well, I mean, I bought well, my... For like four, it was like forty five dollars, but it's a really nice neck pillow. I was just so relieved when I got through security that I bought myself a really nice neck pillow and a pashmina. Just like cuddled up the whole way through, dude. I was like swaddled in velvet and cashmere. It was great. Glory days. Glory days. They'll pass you by. Glory days. And then I accidentally stole the napkin from first class. I still have it. <laughs> I actually didn't even think about it. Here's the thing. When you fly first class, I didn't know this because I had never flown first class before, is that um, they like just keep giving you wine. Yeah. Like you sit there and they're like red or white. And you're like, say what now? And then just they, they keep filling it. So I do it, the entire thing. I like I got off the plane. I was fucking hammered both times. I was like, this is the best day ever. Seriously, on a flight <laughs> from Amsterdam to New York, me and my buddy drink first class out of red wine. Yeah, dude, it's the best. Like, I've been cut off on international coach, coach flights before. When I fly international business, like, first class, like, 
Oh, I get wrecked. Dude, it's uh, rich people experience the airport so differently. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I experience the airport. So, like, every time I'm at an airport, I'm just like, let's get drunk. That's what we're doing now. Like, I can't drive. I'm not flying the plane. Oh, that's my line all the time. Yeah. Like, and if I die, I want to be happy. Because I was traveling so much at one point. Like, I did not step foot on a coach flight for a couple of years. I have this whole bit right now about how... um human trafficking uh it's about human trafficking um human trafficking is not that bad nobody's shipping anybody in wardrobes they do make you fly coach which is shitty (laughs) pretty sure they're still sending people in shipping containers i don't know i always had to fly coach (laughs) it's not cool it's not cool coach is not cool no, it's not cool at all. I mean, it's fine. Okay, here's the thing. It's fine for me because I'm a really small person. I have like a, I think I have a 28 inch enzyme. Like my, my legs are literally two feet long. They're so small. Yeah. I haven't even noticed that airlines used to getting smaller. I've been getting smaller. I'm just like, oh, suddenly it supports my back. Yeah. Haven't even noticed in the last 10 years. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't give a shit. It yeah. Doesn't my, matter. my big ass. Eh, that's a different story. Yeah. No, as long as I like being in the window, I don't like being in the middle. I haven't been on a plane in so long. So weird. This is probably the longest I've been not been on a plane. In, 100%, 100% it is for me. Like, yeah. I didn't get on a plane all of 2019, which was the first time in over a decade I hadn't been on a flight. Really? You didn't fly at all in 2019? I didn't leave California in 2019. Really? For any reason? Or I, do you regret that now? Oh, I mean, I. <laughs> Definitely regret that. Well, I was super fucked up was it was just I'm losing track of days, but either yesterday or today, five years ago, I was landing in Paris on my way to South Africa. You were telling me. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, I miss doing things. Right. I mean, I don't I've, I was never a big I mean, I went to New York last year for like vacation. That was the first like big vacation I'd ever gotten to take uh as an adult and it wasn't even intended to be a vacation it was just i i was supposed to go for a tour and be a hooker and then i like met a boy and (laughs) made out with him in a bunch of museums and i was like i called them and i was like i quit i'm in love i'm dancing in a speakeasy drinking red wine to a jazz quartet and they're like good for you and i was like cool dude nicest people you've ever cheated out of like ten thousand dollars seriously um there's more where that came from they know it <laughs> no i mean they were yeah no they were very happy um it was it was a great time but it, it didn't end up being a vacation it cost me an enormous amount of money it cost me about thirty five thousand dollars and um Yeesh. like in terms of lost revenue it cost me about thirty five thousand yeah. dollars um and <laughs> i uh but i had a great time i had a great adventure and i loved it and it was so fun and i love being in new york and i love getting to like I, I, I typically will travel for work before I will travel for pleasure because um, I'm still young and I still don't really have that extra budget where I can like and I won't like allow myself to be like, oh, yeah, you can go do this. Like, I just I can't. It's honestly a thing I didn't start doing to my 30s. Yeah, I, I think I might. I, I could see myself doing that in my 30s. It's hard too because I have squeegee and like she's she's hard to travel. For sure. But yeah. For me, like in my 20s, it was just like, no, no, I'll just keep working. It's like, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm working all the time. I'm busy. I'm trying to like build up anything. Like I'm trying to build up savings account or whatever. Like, um, well, for me, it was just like, if I take vacation, I lose out on so much money. Why would I yeah. take it? And then in my 30s, it was just like, these motherfuckers do not care about me. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm losing money. But in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme, I'm not making enough money to be like, 
constantly miserable. Yeah. And then once I got a little taste of like just seeing the rest of the world and getting drunk with strangers in other countries, I was just like, I need to go get weird yeah. with, a, with strange people in strange countries like where I don't speak the language. I got to figure out the currency. I got to figure <laughs> out the, like the fucking adventure of it is so goddamn addicting. Yeah. I mean, that's how I was. I mean, I didn't even go abroad. I was just here. But yeah, I was like, I want to like go to other cities and like hang out with other people and like have adventures. The adventures are so much more. So they get so crazier when you don't speak the language, when you're trying to figure out like. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, the last one I did was Columbia in 2018. And like I spent 48 hours in country by myself. Like my friends left, went back to the States and I'm just like, I'm in Colombia by myself. (laughs) Talked my way out of getting a fucking ticket for drinking in public. Yeah. I don't speak Spanish. I speak like taco truck Spanish. I speak poquito. Un poquito. Un poquito. Un poquito. And yeah, it was a whole thing. I've told this story recently, but it was still so much fun to like just pop into bars, pop into restaurants, like, yeah, like poorly kitchen Spanish myself into meals and drinks and. I mean, I went to New York alone. Like, I ended up meeting this guy, but, like, I went to New York alone. And uh was just, like, I mean, it was the first time I had ever been in New York. I'd wanted to go to New York since I was tiny. Like, that was, I remember being, like, a little kid being, like, I want to go to New York. And then I remember being, like, 12 and seeing, like, 30 Rock and being, like, I want to go to New York. I want to be a Tina Fey. Like, I want to go to New York. And uh it was the best place for me to, like, be able to go for that first, like, getting to go do something really because you want to go do it and um i just remember being so happy you know like just walking i would walk i mean one day i think i walked like nine miles like around manhattan i didn't do anything i didn't like have a tour i didn't like have a plan i just got up and that, that's what i would do every day i would just get up and i would go walk around new york and i loved it. i loved it i was like it was great. I went to every museum. I didn't go to MoMA. I went to like every single one. I went to the Whitney, the Frick, the Met, the Natural History Museum, the New York Historical Society, um, the Guggenheim. I went to like all of them. I saw I saw a Broadway play with Nathan Lane. That's awesome. That's yeah, it was amazing. amazing. I just so like uh, I was with that guy and like all of his. They had tickets to the show. It was uh, Gary. It's like a sequel to Titus Andronicus written by this really gay dude. It's hilarious. And uh, so it's a sequel to Shakespeare's worst play written by this super gay dude starring Nathan Lane. And uh, they had all had tastes forever. And we met up at like Restaurant Row. He and I had been with Whitney that day to see the Andy Warhol retrospective. This whole day is like such a great everything about those things I like. And uh, so we all met up for dinner. We had a really good dinner. And then they were going to go to the show. And he, you know, he'd been really nice. But he was like, hey, you know, we, we bought these tickets months ago. Like. We don't have extra. And I was like, that's no problem. Um, he like, gave me his key. And I was like, I'll meet you back at the apartment. And I'll just say, so I headed to the train station. I got one stop and I get a text. And he's like, hey, there's these ladies here and they got an extra ticket. Can you get back? So I fucking get out of the train, walk upstairs. I sprint like eight blocks through Midtown. Like I fucking sprint. I'm like dodging people. And uh, I get to the Lincoln Theater and there's these two middle-aged real estate agents from Long Island that have accidentally bought one extra ticket to this play. And I was like, they're like 50 bucks. And I'm like, here, sold. And I'm a fucking hooker, so I got 50 bucks. So I hand them 50 bucks. So I end up watching this play starring Nathan Lane with these two middle-aged real estate agents from Long Island. Because <laughs> all my friends are sitting together. They, they got their tickets ages ago. So like I'm sitting in the back <laughs> with these two enormous, I mean like enormous, <laughs> red-haired women from long island like italian just so funny and uh it was the best time it was so fun 
just like sprinting through Manhattan to get tickets to a bar. Like it was just it was everything that happened. It, it felt like a movie. The whole thing just kept playing out. Was that great. is what life is fucking about. Yeah, that that's is what, what it's. It. That's what it's about. That's what you want to. I mean, I remember having this moment where I was just like, "This is what I want to do forever." Like, however, can I do this? Fuck yeah, especially yeah. in New York. New York is one of my favorite places to visit. I could never live there. Oh, I could live in New York. I couldn't. It just. I've considered moving to New York so many times this year. Well, it's just the thing with New York is like, I love visiting there, but it's one of those things like growing up in Chicago, I don't want to ever deal with a city that has winter again. Yeah. Yeah. That That's a big thing for me. I don't want to deal with winter again. Especially in a place where like, I know I'll be taking public trans everywhere. Yeah. That all sounds like a uh, fucking miserable. Yeah. But I love visiting New York. And every time I'm like, especially when I'm walking down like the Lower East Side and shit like that, it's yeah. like, I feel like I'm in a movie and I don't know if it's because so many fucking movies have been filmed there. Or just because how magical that part of New it York is. is. Every corner you turn, there's going to be something new. I mean, it's just, there's always something there. It's it's such a magical place to walk around. Like, I, you never know. I mean, I adore New York. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, I think you would like Tokyo. I probably would. Yeah. I, I would imagine I would like Tokyo. I would imagine I would like a lot of Japan, actually. I don't know. Never been out of anywhere but Tokyo. Yeah. From everything I know, I think I would like a lot of Japan. Um, I remember my dad went to Korea one time and he uh, called me down to his office. I was like 17. And he called me down to his office to go over his will just in case you got kidnapped by the North Koreans. <laughs> that wasn't like a threat. He was just worried. <laughs> and I remember having to sit there and he was like, this is who you call and this is what you do. And uh, I'm telling you and not your mother because I just don't feel like she, I feel like she won't be like emotionally able to handle this. <laughs> and I remember oh, being like 17 shit. and my dad was like going to Korea and just being like, like I, I was, you know, he, he went to fucking Jeju, which is like a resort island and, and was speaking at a conference and was it was it was so Western. It was fine. And uh, but I just remember being like the entire time he was there was like terrified that something was going to happen and I was going to have to be like the executor of my dad's will. And also that my mom was going to find out that I was because she didn't know. Like he made it very clear. He's like, don't tell her I'm telling you like <laughs> she's going to be offended. <laughs> oh my God. That's dysfunctional. Yeah. Dude, it was so dysfunctional. And then I remember he came back and like the thing that he said was that the McDonald's in Korea were exactly like the McDonald's in the U S like that was his whole take on Korea. They're very nice. The McDonald's is exactly like it is here. See, I, I want to go to Seoul because I've heard wild things yeah. about Seoul. He, he said the food was great. I mean, he did eat outside of McDonald's. He said the food was great. He said everyone he encountered was just the night. And, and then that takes a lot for my dad because he's pretty critical of most things. And so I trust his travel reviews. And he said he did not encounter one person in Korea that was not just like the nicest, most hospitable person he'd ever met. Yeah. I want to go. I want to go because for fuck's sake. I've been to Tokyo twice. I love Japan. I yeah. love it. I didn't realize how much I was going to love it till I went there. Yeah. And, you know, Seoul's supposed to have a similar vibe. And as much as I would kill, I mean, literally kill to go back to Tokyo right now. Yeah. Like, they're so polite. The culture's so fucking Yeah, different. that's what my dad said to you. They're just incredibly polite. Very thoughtful. Like, he was like, anything, like, I, they thought before I did, like, anything I needed. Yeah. I don't know about the Korean culture, but with the Japanese culture... Even when they're kicking the out of places, they're super polite about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. He had a great time. He said it was beautiful. Um, he had a really fun time. Yeah. I've never, I've, I've only been, I haven't really traveled that extensively. I've been to Ireland when I was younger. Uh, my parents like to travel. Um, 
But they mostly, I mean, even now, like my parents travel constantly, but they travel mostly like domestically. So like my dad was just in Pebble Beach to go golf. Um, See, the problem is I've been to 45 states. America is America is America. Like there are some regional differences, but America is America is America. I was so fucking bummed out when I made it to Hawaii. I'm like, cool. There's a goddamn McDonald's. Yeah. There's Did the you camp. get the coconut pie though? No. They're good. They're pretty good. I was in it's the wa- consistency of jizz, but they're pretty good. I was in Waikiki. I just drank on a beach for a day. Yeah. I mean, I went to Kauai for like three weeks when I was 18. It was really, really fun. Um, because Kauai is super rural. So it's very safe. You can like hitchhike. Um, I mean the entire island's 20 miles. Nice. It's like it's 20 miles accessible and the rest of it is like this huge canyon. So um, there's like three towns. Uh, it was really fun. We just bummed around the beach the whole time. It was great. I love it. My dad didn't like, so my dad's very like uh, he he's like go, go, go on all vacations. And uh, like he left. I have a bit on this too. Uh, when we were in 1998, we went to Disney World in Florida. It's the only time I've ever been to Disney World. And uh, my dad, like I was four, my sister was two. So my dad fully left us at the hotel with my mom every afternoon because we were too small to go any of the fucking rides. Why would you go to Disney that fucking young? I know. I, I've, I've questioned this so many times and we never went again. That's the other thing. We never, we never did a vacation twice. We never went again. And so uh, he would go back to the Magic Kingdom in the afternoon and ride all of the other rides. And then he would get the pictures. You know the pictures they take? He would buy the pictures. Then he would come home and show us the pictures in the hotel of him on the Tower of Terror and on Space Mountain. All the fun stuff that we couldn't do. What a dick move. He was move. the happiest man on earth. He fully left his wife and two tiny children at the Hotel of Coronado and went and rode every uh, fucking ride magic. He does this all the time. He loves his vacation like mentality is go, go, go. So he go, go, goes. Like, he made us hike the entire Freedom Trail when I was like seven in Boston. We'd walk the whole thing. It's multiple miles. I was seven. I think I cried. Like he go, go, goes. We went to Hawaii and on the third day he was like, I remember we were driving and he, he's like, hey, yeah, I think people might just come here to like chill out. I was like, you fucking think, dude? We've been to every lighthouse fucking historical tour on the island. There's only three and it's the third day. There's nothing <laughs> else to do here. People come here to get bombed and chill. And uh, but yeah, it's my favorite thing. We went to Ireland and he would leave us at the hotel to go like he that man toured every fucking fort in Southern Ireland. I swear to God, he went to all of them. He went to all of them. And then he, here's the, the thing is he has other people take pictures of him there. And these are my favorite family vacation photos. It's like Bruce alone at the Grand Canyon. Bruce alone on the Tower of Terror. Bruce alone at a fort in Ireland. <laughs> and he's so happy. He's so glad the rest of us are no longer there with him. Bruce alone on his deathbed. So happy. No one was bothering him. Oh, that was dark. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He could just get into canyons alone. Oh, uh. Yeah, no, he loves it. I mean, he he has a bit. It's cool. I I admire this about my parents a lot because they're both really independent people, and they so they take separate vacations. And so my dad like goes with his golf buddies, and he'll go do whatever he wants to go do and see. My mom goes and does her shit. Like it's cool. They both travel constantly, especially they're both retired now, so they both like just go do whatever. I mean, like I, I've been a little concerned with them through all this because they're traveling like it's nothing. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I mean. 
they were in Seattle. My dad was in Pebble Beach. Uh, they were in, I don't know, they, they both, they're, I, I, I never know where they are. They're always, always like, oh, you're actually home. Cool. Yeah. Right now they're home because they're redoing their basement. So they're overseeing like quite a large renovation. So they're. Hashtag rich people problems. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My dad today sent me a picture of um, they're like replacing some piping in their basement. I guess the dad, the guy did it wrong. And so my dad had to go to Home Depot and like go pick up some like two by fours and like fix this, whatever. Because he's he he's handy. He knows how to do this. He just pays other people to do it now. And uh, so he brought it up to the guy and he was like, hey, you know, like you need to reimburse me for these materials because I had to fix your fuck up. And the, the guy did fuck up. And he goes, oh, okay, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll pay for the, the labor materials at the time. How's $75? My dad goes, so I make $500 an hour. So the time I spent fixing your fuck up would cost you like $2,500. And I was like, first of all, that's savage as shit. Right. Second of all, <laughs> a little elitist, but like savage as shit to be like, I make $500 an hour <laughs> to the guy that's like digging out your sewage pipe. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty rough. Yeah. Pretty rough. And I was like, all right. I was like, well, he's not going to do it again. He's like, well, I was like, yeah, I mean, imagine if you weren't on top of it. I don't know. I Hilarious. And then also I had to process that whole 500 because I don't even make $500 an hour. It's insane. When I was a hooker, yes, more than that. But like. But that's not sustainable. Like that's not sustainable no, for a career. No, not in the way of where he's like, I make $500 an hour and I work 60 hours a week. Right, exactly. Like I can't even do that math. It'll upset me. I'm a little upset. I did the math pretty quick. Yeah, it's, it, it's pretty upsetting. It yeah, pretty, it's pretty, pretty upsetting. upsetting. Yeah, yeah, he, he, uh, yeah, yeah. He had a golf and, cart with all that, that doesn't even wheels. count the overtime. Like He put racing stripes on his golf cart recently. Yeah. Yeah, they're renovating the basement to do. He's going to have a uh, home theater, a indoor workshop for woodworking, a wine cellar. He he defended the wine cellar as saying that it technically, I guess, it's structural to the integrity of the house. Why do you have to defend the wine cellar? Just have it. Uh, apparently, it's uh, they had a closet they couldn't take out and he didn't know what to do with it. So they're turning into a wine cellar. Right. But why do you have to defend that? Be like, we want a wine cellar. We're I mean, gonna- it is holding up their front porch. The house is not well built. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's like a Margaritaville bar with like a window to serve drinks out of. Their oh. windows like change tints. There's like a button. So are you inheriting this place someday? He's, you know what? I was talking about it. He's like, it'd be so great to inherit because you're not going to have to do shit for like 40 years. Everything's going to be fine. I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, low key, that's my only retirement plan. So uh, if that's what you're hinting at, that is my only retirement plan. <laughs> hey it's a better one than i got i I don't want their money but if they leave me the house that'd be great yeah yeah. i just hope they'll leave it to me because my sister's already like a homeowner yeah be like my sister already has a condo she doesn't need the house exactly i feel like they're gonna take pity on me plus also they like bought her master's degree for her so whatever like right they've invested in her way more than me she still had my dad's credit card and she's like 23 Damn, dude, those they like, bought her that was like last forever. week. Yeah, dude, I was literally like, I like remember being like hungry in college and just being like, this sucks. Like, yeah, I don't want to talk shit about it, but like, yeah, very different experience. First kid, second kid, very different experience. Ugh. I appreciate everything my parents, did. I really do. And like, we've been 
the last like year we've rebuilt our relationship in a lot of really cool ways, which is great. Well, yeah. How else are you going to get the house? Uh, honestly, I, I do think they would have just pitied me enough to give it to me out of the way. <laughs> One could hope, but now you're laying the groundwork to guarantee that shit. Yeah, I mean, for sure, for sure. Um, like, I mean, not that that's why I'm doing it. I like my parents. I believe you, Kate. Yeah. I believe I know, you, I know, Kate. Yeah, you believe me. You, whatever. You should believe me. I believe you. I just said it on air. I believe you, Kate. I'm the least money motivated person of anyone that I know. And like to my own detriment, like I will work. I work until my bills are paid and then I fuck off. There's nothing wrong with that. The minute they're paid, like I don't own anything nice. I have no extra like money for anything because I just say I work till I pay my bills and then I'm done. And then I want to just go fuck off. I don't care. I don't care about having nice clothes. I don't care about having fucking fancy things. I can pay my bar tab and pay my rent. That's all I care about. Hey, I'm much of the same. I just want to be able to pay my bar tab in other countries. Exactly. It's probably cheaper in other countries. Depends on where you go. True. I bet Liechtenstein's pretty expensive. Definitely Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein. It's just a fun word to say. Believe me. The minute COVID's over, I'm just going somewhere like if I can afford it or not. I'm just yeah. being like, I'm getting drunk in another country because I miss it so much. I would love to do that. It would be really fun to take vacation. I was going to go to Joshua Tree like a couple weeks ago and then uh, it fell through. Um, But it'd be nice to just go like fucking. Yeah, it would be nice to go anywhere. I've felt so stuck in LA lately. Me too. Hell, yeah. part of me is just like, I should road trip to Vegas, but I'm also like, that's really fucking dumb. Yeah, I'm like, I would go to Vegas, but like, what am I going to fucking do in Vegas? Like, I don't want to fucking go to Vegas. Like, not like this. And also the whole thing, like, too, I think I'm going to be like really paranoid about everybody not wearing masks and like the fucking poker tape. Like, I don't think I would enjoy it. I, I don't really enjoy Vegas that much anyways. Vegas is fine. I, I don't... Whenever well, anyone's like, I'm thinking move, like of moving to Vegas, I'm like... I lived there for a couple of years, so like I wouldn't go anywhere near the strip. It's a very different experience when you live there. It's a very fucking different experience. Yeah. Like there's fun local shit. There. I mean, I know a lot of people live there and that have said that and I, you know, cool. I, I, I can't, I don't like the desert. I can't stand the desert. Well, also for me, like it's, a, it's just a super, I've said this on there a bunch of times, but it is a super rough town to meet people in. Yeah. I'd imagine. So like, that's why I just never, it never really clicked for me. Plus I was on the road all the time and it's just like, but I wouldn't mind popping in, visiting some people that I do know there yeah. and like hitting some of my old local haunts and shit like that. I would like to, uh, I was actually thinking like it, it sucks right now because my parents are renovating their basement because they used to have like a whole apartment down there. And uh, so I was saying like, you know, if it like if the circumstance was different, especially right now, I would just drive out like for Thanksgiving, Christmas I just drive out in like middle of November, hang oh. out until Christmas Oh, speaking of which, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, I think I'm going to go back to my, my folks. Yeah. Cool, cool. I think so. Why do you have plans? Well, I, I haven't decided yet. I have a tradition, and the person I used to do this tradition with left town this year. Okay. So there's a restaurant in the Valley that does a gorgeous all-you-can-eat champagne brunch fucking all-you-can-eat. Oh, eat, I love that. All-you-can-eat fucking gluttonous fucking yeah. Thanksgiving dinner. And I've done it for the last like three years, yeah. three, four years running. And I need a new fucking, you know, partner and okay. gorging my face. I, I I might be down for that. Like Christmas is bigger in my family than Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's not huge in my family. Um, so I, I don't really feel terrible about missing it. Um and I've I've like missed it in the past. So like I would rather and I, I like I've talked to them about this too, where I'm like, look, you know, especially with Squeegee, it's hard for me to like it, it, it's hard for me to leave her. 
um especially to, like leave and go like i i don't really want to go for like four days and like come back or whatever you know it's just yeah, whatever i'd rather go for like an, a nice amount of time at christmas so i might be down but yeah, Thanksgiving's not like a big Thanksgiving has never been a big thing in my family. Did it have alcohol injected fruit in, on, on the dessert? I want to go station. there. Yeah, yeah, I want to go there. Like, yeah, like what kind of chocolate covered fruit would you want? Yeah. We'll inject alcohol right into it. Here yeah. you go. Multiple carving stations. Like right. it's like sixty five ahead, but it's so worth it. Right. I'm I'm hoping that uh, there's I I'm I'm lucky hoping for not a white Christmas in Denver this year because I want to like go back and golf with my dad. Um, because I just got new golf clubs, so I'm like trying to get good again, so I can go golf with my dad. It's gonna be fun. Everybody got really into golf this summer, and I like I I was water like everybody's been golfing all the fucking time. I saw that you cleaned your clubs on your Instagram. I did, dude. I had to like okay, so I got them from uh, cause I, so I wanted to go, and I like uh, some of the guys invited me, and then like you can't go right now if you don't have your own clubs. You can't rent because of COVID. Makes sense. If you want to golf, you got to have your own clubs. And uh, so I was like, all right, whatever. And uh, then I kind of, my mom and I were talking about it. She's like, you know, you could just get junior clubs because you're really short. So it wouldn't matter. I was like, thanks. And uh, so I looked on Craigslist and there was this really nice set of women's clubs for 50 bucks down by like the Wilshire Country Club. So somebody's like dead mother-in-law's. I was like, hey, yeah, I'll take this. So I went down and got them. And a couple of them were a little rusty, but I cleaned them up and I regripped all of them. And they're they're really nice clubs. They're the nice clubs I've ever had. Um, it's like a set of Callaway drivers. Like really, they're really nice. And uh so I'm excited to get to go play. I, I used to play a lot when I was young and I played in, in middle school and high school with my dad. And uh I'm really excited to kind of have a hobby to share with him. So trying to like get at least and then i tweeted about it where i was like you know i have to get and i was like i realize it makes it sound like my dad won't love me if i'm not good at golf and that's not true he will love me but he won't respect me and those are two very different things i don't want him to respect me true that true that but on that note kate we're gonna call last call on this motherfucker we've been at this for two hours already dude it felt like five minutes you're lying to me no, I mean, yeah, I am. <laughs> I am you, um, but it was really fun. Like, well, the alcohol made it go faster. It did make it go much faster. But where can they find you on all the things? <laughs> you can find me anywhere on the internet as the OG Kennedy. That's the as in the OG is an original gangster Kennedy, like the dead president. Wait a minute, did you get the one minus the underscore? No, not on Instagram. I'm about to get there. Oh, I'm sorry. You can find me on Instagram as the as in the underscore OG Kennedy. Because there's a science teacher in Minneapolis that refuses to budge off that handle. I've messaged him so many times. I've sicked so many podcast fans on him. I don't think he's logged in in years. Well, hopefully they'll eventually boot him for an actor. I really hope so because I really, really want that. But you can find me anywhere else as the OG Kennedy. You can find my uh, my OnlyFans online at theogkennedy.com. You can listen to my podcast, The Kennedy Assassination, at anger.fm slash The Kennedy Assassination, or by searching for that on. And if you hate Kennedy, and if you hate Kate, if you hate Kennedy, if you hate Kate, you may be a guest on it. You can, uh, if you want to see the podcast keep going, because I don't, and I've talked about this with people, uh, like I've talked about this with you, where as nice as it is that people will pretend or offer to hate me, uh, to come on the show, I really wanted to keep the the ethos of the show pure and like what I wanted it to be. And and if it's not, you know, then oh, I fucked up tonight. Tonight could have been my audition tape of hating you. I could have just been hating you this whole fucking time, but I fucked up. 
I mean, you know, like I, I, I try to look at it as like it's been a fun project. I've learned a lot from it, whether or not it gets to continue um, in the way it does. I mean, will I ever do another podcast again? Almost definitely. Um, well, in all honesty, Kate, I'm happy that you failed because it just makes me look better that I'm an ongoing podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's fine. It's fine to fail at things. It's okay. Well, uh, it's, it's just credence when I'm like, oh, yeah, most podcasts last under six months. Yeah. Yeah, this one might last under six months, and I'm I'm trying to be okay with that. I really don't like losing, so I'm like really trying to like be like you know this is uh at at least it's for mostly circumstances out of my control that not enough people hate you can't force people to hate me. You could try. Apparently, I mean, I know so many people have so many people to hate them, and I just like I'm like, what? What do you do? Well, most of them tap into sexually assault minors, but. Okay. Well, I'm not going to do that. But like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody's ever nobody's ever even mean to me on Reddit. I was just talking about this to somebody else yesterday, where I was like, literally, I was I was saying something about like how they love me on this one. There's a subreddit that loves me, and I was just like, I, he's like, I never read that for my mental health. I was like, well, I do because they like me. Like, <laughs> uh, so check out the Kennedy assassination. Check and are you going to plug the OnlyFans or not? I did. It's theogkennedy.com. Okay. Well, go to theogkennedy.com. See Kate in a bathtub with her tits out. Yeah, with my tits out talking. And there's a bunch of like nude photos and you can talk to me and all that shit. It's cool. It's fun talking to Kate. Yeah. Money it, for it. it's, it's basically my primary income. So, uh, yeah, please go do that. It's like $5 a month. Please support Kate before she's sleeping on my couch. Yeah, seriously. I don't want to sleep on his couch. No offense. It looks like a nice couch, but it's a great couch. Yeah. I've had sex on the couch. It's great. It's awesome. I just wanted to throw that in there. I've had sex on my couch too, but you haven't had sex on my couch and I haven't had sex on your couch. So we should swap couches and do that. I don't think you want to have sex on my couch. It's pretty gross. Well, I'll find a gross partner to have it with. (laughs) I spill things a lot. (laughs) I'll spill something on that couch. Oh, that was horrible. Anywho. Anywho. You can always find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter, And Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, motherfuckers, I fucked that up. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. I fucked up my own sign off. I've only been doing this show for years. You're doing great, though. You're a longtime podcaster. Yeah. Cheers. I'm empty. 